A James Bond podcast, the best podcast on the internet that is doing proper James Bond podcasts and not ranking towels of James Bond because we haven't quite run out of content yet, but who knows, maybe we will have to do that one day. Shout out to that podcast, who did a podcast on the towels of James Bond, I'm sure it was very entertaining. Uh, We are here to do another commentary this isn't entertaining because we're doing Thunderball, uh, the Sean Connery movie that has been remade 727 times. Blame Kevin McClory. And it's been a while since we've done a commentary, actually. It's probably a good thing. We've uh, managed to have all of us around the table to rank things. But sadly, while the rest of us are in lockdown, Korea has to go and get better. So Noah has Ooh. to go back to work. Thanks, Noah, for giving us your sickness and making us have to do Thunderball. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, as you can tell, I'm excited. I'm sure that another person on this episode will at least be excited to do this. My name is Ben. I always run while others walk. I always act while other men just talk. I look at the world and want it all, and then I strike it down by stealing Colin's opening lines with Thunderball. You did! No! (laughs) You know what? One up on you. My name is Colin, and I always run while others walk. Ba-da-ba-da. <laughs> I was going to go like, I do not make love. Um, <laughs> but I think we've used that a dozen times already. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with that one. Thunderball. Um, look, I I wasn't a fan of this when we covered it. I've never really been a fan of this. I, I only watched this maybe... A month and a half ago in my now stalled rewatch of the 007 films, considering that uh, we should actually be here right now talking about No Time to Die, but we'll get to that no doubt probably in this episode. Um, and having watched this not that long ago, yeah, didn't really improve too much for me. <laughs> if anything, it went down. I'm not a fan of this movie, Colin, uh, but you are. Yeah, I love it. Um, I've said it many times. This is like the first well not the very first but when i had finished watching tomorrow never dies i went home and watched a marathon that was on tv of the sean connery movies and i caught uh what was it goldfinger doctor knowing this all in one night so this was like my introduction to classic james bond and 
it's always sort of been one of my favorites uh like the visuals of it you know the I think that Connery himself is just his one-liners are just incredible in this. Like, this is the most comfortable I've always said. I think uh, that Sean Connery seems so. And I went on my honeymoon just to see locations in this movie, uh, which uh, we get to revisit here. So fun stuff. Lots of Thunderball love from me. I I'm looking forward to your um your tearing apart the locations because i remember we did that was it in casino royale uh when we did that commentary uh mm-hmm. and also in the recap episode you're like this isn't where this is this isn't where this is um <laughs> but i can't physically no you... i was thinking i was just about to say i was thinking about that i'm like casino royale that you show travel locations which are physically impossible whereas thunderball I'm like i think they nailed it <laughs> this one's a lot more accurate i feel weird though ripping into you for that because if anyone's listened to our lost episodes over on the oz network download now um i am noah constantly bags me out because every single time they go to sydney i'm constantly like well that's impossible the opera house can't be there <laughs> and there's not a park there and that's not sydney that's not sydney so yeah i'm i'm the other one who does that but hey this is 007 007 007 copyright <laughs> we're gonna be removed now oh. Yes. Ben's also the the only man who gave himself an ulcer just because people called a koala a bear. <laughs> hey, that's um that's a bootable offense in Australia. <laughs> Wait, which, side note here, we were recording for the Oz Network our Total Drama Island recaps, and I think it was before we went on the air. Uh, there was a koala bear in an episode. Sorry, a koala in an episode, <laughs> and I sort of asked Jared, "I'm like, you know, does it bother you as much as it does Ben?" And he goes. Uh, no, it doesn't bother me when people call it a bear, but it is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you will find most Australians get quite pissed off at it because it's just, it's just one of these things that like, it's mainly Americans who do it. Like, oh, look at the koala bear. Like, it's not a bear. Like, look at the bald eagle rat. Like, oh, would you like that? Look at the, the, the beaver possum, Canada. Um... I don't know. And I should point out, um, we're probably releasing this uh, several weeks after we've recorded it because we're trying to do one a month because too many of you are listening to this. You're causing our downloads to go up too much. We've got quotas coming yeah. up, people. Stop listening, <laughs> all right? You're going to cost us more money. Um, I'm joking. Please keep listening. Maybe give us some money. That would help us uh, probably a little bit better. <laughs> but at the time of recording this, um, tomorrow, to date this episode... Uh, Pierce Brosnan's actually going to be doing a live watch-along with Goldeneye. So we thought, well, let's do this and let's get Sean Connery. But he promptly told us to fuck off. So um, we will be stuck with Sean Connery impersonations in this episode. And as always, if Sean Connery dies between now and when we release it, we didn't do it. We Maybe (laughs) we did. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Depends on what we say. Um... So, if you've never listened to a commentary before, how this works is get your copy of Thunderball up and ready to go, and we will count you down. What are we going to do? Three, two, one, Vargas. Is that the obvious one here? Yes. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, and on the word Vargas, you will press play on your copy, and we will commentate along the way with our vast knowledge of this film, which will probably get sidetracked, as we often do. Um, yes. Anything else to add? Colin, before we get uh, into this. just get it queued up as soon as you see the MGM lion. Yes, the lion. We always forget it. And and again, there's region differences. Although I'm in Canada now, does that make my version play differently? Even though it's a pal, but I don't know who. <laughs> Bryn Groves, you're still in my head all these yeah. years later. Uh, all right, are we ready? Let's do this. Three, two, two. one. 
Vargas. Vargas. Oh, your line's ahead of me right now. Oh, no. I wonder what that line's doing right now. I wonder if... What's that um, Joe Exotic guy? Doesn't he have lions or something? <laughs> Tigers. Tigers. I-, I think that lion's either dead or will be within hours now that we've talked about it. Now, is this the last appearance of non-Sean Connery or is Sean Connery's first No. One? This is Sean Connery's first, which oh. was always mocked because people say it looks like he's falling over in the opening shot. I actually recently rewatched um the the George Lazenby one, the uh what is it? The one where he's Modern like Majesty's Secret Service. No. <laughs> the only one? No, the documentary. Which, which Lazenby Bond movie? The, the, oh, Becoming Bond. Yeah. <laughs> and the I love the sequence where they've got him like trying to do the gun barrel <laughs> and he's like why are you dropping to one knee it's like well that's what Connor. well no we want you to do your own <laughs> yeah. i think this is the one though when mallory watched this with me recently she was like oh connor is very attractive in this movie i mean he, he is in every movie let's be honest well I, yeah no I is it the, like can you wrap your head around it? like i i mean you know I'm a straight male, but I, I can look at this and be like, oh, there's an attractive man. But can you wrap your head around the fact that when this guy was old, bald, and gray and disheveled, he was voted sexiest man alive? I mean, look, whatever floats your boat. Um, I mean, I like Madonna. She's 60. Well, <laughs> yeah, you were recovering from illness, though. <laughs> How old's Rene Russo? Oh, Rene Russo's an anomaly. That's different. It, for, for me, it's, it's not even so much the age thing. You know, it, Rene Russo's older the, than Madonna, Colin. She's well, 66. Well, good for her. <laughs> it doesn't show as much, all right? But um, with Connery, it's like his look completely changed. Like, yeah. he looks like an old man, and women love it. You know, I remember my mom used to always tell me, she's like, oh, back when I was growing up when the Bond movies were on, I always thought Sean Connery was ugly. Now that he's old, man, is he hot. I'm like, but really? Do you, do you think I don't get it. It's because it's Sean Connery and he's got that level about him. Like, I mean, there are other, some other older, you know, it wasn't like, um, I don't say Kirk Douglas. Well, even Kirk Douglas, though, like, when, not when he was like 101 and frothing at the mouth, but like, <laughs> Kirk Douglas was Michael always, Douglas. Pers- yeah, Michael Douglas, he's got to be. That age and oh, there we go. Connery just punched a woman. Um, <laughs> it's my mother. <laughs> this yes again. Scene that Austin Powers has ruined. <laughs> Damn it, Austin! It's my mother. We have to honest. That's a manly looking woman. <laughs> <laughs> this again. I, I I I've been re-listening to all our other episodes because apparently I have no life. Um, <laughs> but in the Thunderball one, we we did go into length talking about. This doesn't make sense. Like, why does he go to his own funeral as his widow? Yeah. Where's the widow? Like, does the the mother like, oh, you're not, you weren't married to our son. Um, like, who are you? Like, nobody's going to recognize him. <laughs> and do they speed These this are... fight up? Is this like, it seems very fast. Well, they did that a lot in the, the 60s movies. I'm more so with the car chases. Uh, you the see the car chases, chase. but the, the thing that always bothered me wasn't the fight scene. It's when we get to the boat scene at the yeah. end, like how incredibly sped <laughs> up it is. Where it's like supersonic speeds. Oh, uh, never get told. I look. I I I think I agree with you about Connery. Like he's really good in this movie. The the visuals of this film are great. Like with the underwater stuff, it's just. 45 minutes too long. There's so much of this movie you can cut out of. And again, Mallory, although this scene is amazing, the jetpack, like this is just iconic. Um, 
Mallory, again, her first time watching this, she just, she really didn't like a lot of the older Connery movies. You know, she kind of got bored very much early on. Did she like any of them? Um, I think she thought Goldfinger was okay. Um, I think she liked You Only Live Twice just because she's, she's very obsessed with Blofeld's cat. So, you know, oh, she liked (laughs) Diamonds Are Forever. So, you know, yeah. Um, but like, there's just like so many sequences in this movie. They go on forever. And that's my problem with it. Like, the movie's two hours and ten minutes. I mean, the majority of even Pierce Brosnan's movies are longer than that. I mean, I kind of get what you're saying because I think the swimming scenes is what – because you can have a long movie. But when you have so many scenes that are in the water where there's no dialogue, I can see how that may start to drag a little bit. Especially when, you know, they're first recovering the nukes, which I love the sequence, but I could see, you know, the complaint to that. The difference, you know, obviously would be for me the score for this. I always considered Thunderball to have one of the best scores of any of the Bond movies, so I think the music really helps. It, it perks it perks me up a little bit. Well, just quickly before we talk about the music, because obviously we kind of need to talk that now. But um, yeah, like I, I realize the Brosnan films are generally, but I just feel that Brosnan films don't drag out. Like yeah, like the nuclear recover scene, just it just it just feels so long in the underwater. We'll get to it anyway. Uh, this song, I, I, like, I just oh, I just want to say I like the elegance that. Uh, that that like these early Bond movies have too. I think that for me that's the difference between a movie like um, Moonraker, which you know obviously is probably just as long as this movie, but just tends to be a little bit tacky at times. Whereas <laughs> a this, little bit. The, there's other differences obviously, but I think this being a movie that at least takes itself seriously. Plus, I think having read the book, this movie is an improvement over the book. Wasn't on a Majesty's Secret Service like this was the longest Bond film. For a long, well, a long time, two movies. <laughs> <laughs> for approximately three years. <laughs> but Honest Majesty's Secret Service, to me, doesn't feel as long as, again, it's... I don't, anyway, we'll get to that. It's it's a very packed movie. Song-wise, I believe you and I were the only two that liked this. I don't think Noah really likes this song. The, o- <laughs> the only two. There are three of us. We're the only two? <laughs> yes, that's it. We're in the minority. We are. I love this song, though. And again, it's a last-minute replacement. And I, like... You've obviously heard the Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang yeah. Bang song, right? Yeah. Yeah, and personally, I think that's a great song too. But, I mean, this one, it's it's a lot more exciting. They they replaced it, the rumor is, because they wanted this, the title Thunderball to be in it. But, I mean, you could have worked the title Thunderball into Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I just think that this is – it's it's a much peppier song. Uh, constantly, I like to repeat this. Week. No, uh, Colin and I have our constant things. Apparently, we always like to repeat, and any long-term listeners will, of course, uh, get sick of it but get stuffed. Um, we, uh, one of only, uh, I, the only Bond theme I've ever seen performed live by the actual artist when I saw Tom Jones, and I interviewed Tom Jones and was lucky enough to talk to him about this. So that was uh, pretty pretty exciting. Um, and I think that um i don't know what i think what am i thinking you don't want to know what i think um i did he hit the last note in the live performance it was it was his um he did because it was actually the encore um and so sort of like he finished off came back on and then it was kind of almost like a remix like it wasn't like you know doof 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 remix but (laughs) it was like a bit more of a preppy jazzy kind of number that he kind of did it was sort of you know a fit like i've, I've recorded it somewhere i think I've, i may have shared it with you guys back when i saw him yeah because that was at least three or four years ago now but um just quickly on the rankings um again apparently because i listened to this recently i remembered that i actually was the person who ranked this the lowest even though i felt like i defended this more than noah i had this 13th the song 
Noah had it at 11th, and you had it at 6th. Um, and it came in overall at nights on our song rankings list. So, decent. Yeah, I mean, it's not a top five song. It's just outside for me. So, I'm okay with it being nine. But some people don't like it, don't they? I've seen a lot of these lists where, like, it gets ranked really low. And I don't understand why. Because it, it sounds That's... like a Bond song. This is one of those movies where it doesn't matter what it is about this movie. If you're talking about the the song, the movie itself, anything, you're either going to have people who say they absolutely love this movie or people who say, I just don't get it. Uh, there's a handful of Bond movies like that, and this just seems to be one of them. I never quite understood what it was with Thunderball. It was like polarizing for people. One thing I want to say, because I'll forget to say this at one point, um, this was the first real poster that kind of had those really over-the-top lines on it. The, look up! Look down! Look out! (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we don't talk about the posters as much. I know there was one episode where I think we were talking about, I think it was For Your Eyes Only, having an amazing poster. Um, Mm. And look, again, let's talk about the posters before we talk about the towels of James Bond. (laughs) Um, But... This is a great like I I'm maybe not a fan like a huge fan of this movie but I would I would have this poster on my wall I love the whole look oh. up look down look out like it's so good. Also, you've never had the opportunity to see any of these classic movies on a big screen, have you? No, I mean, the oldest James Bond movie I've seen on the big screen is The World Is Not Enough. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's so weird because like I, I love all of these movies but uh goldfinger this and on a majesty secret service i had the opportunity a couple of years ago to see them in a theater and this was being played with a double bill with on a majesty secret service it was just incredible i expected with this and on a majesty secret service for it to really have like a much bigger impact when you saw it on a big screen and it definitely does which is one of the reasons i could see why this was the most financially successful of the bond movies because it just it feels like you're seeing a Star Wars movie, you know? It's just, it's bigger than life. But the weirdest thing is Goldfinger had the exact same effect for me. Like, And, and I know Goldfinger by heart, and I just figured, oh, it'll be cool to see it with a crowd and a big screen. And then I watched it, I'm like, man, there's something about seeing this on a big screen that's just so much, you know, more exciting. Like, I, I really hope I get the opportunity to see more of the classic Bond movies like that. Just quickly, I can see Tasmania on that map in the background, so thanks to the map makers uh, for including us. Um, yeah, I, look, I would, as, even if though I'm not a huge fan of this movie, I would still go see it on a big screen. Of course I would. Um, would see it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, in a heartbeat. Because, like, it's again, it's a case of we did all the Star Wars movies on the Oz Network, download now. Um, but, like, as we talked about in those, like, no matter what, even if it's a terrible Star Wars movie, <laughs> The Last Jedi... Um, we're still going to watch it. Like, it's still a Star Wars movie. And even, like, Die Another Day, you're still going to watch it in a rewatch yeah. or something like that because it's a Bond movie. And again, I, another... Hey, saw... oh, go ahead. I was just going to say another scene uh, was... here where basically Austin Powers has made it worse. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> ruined it forever. Yeah, yeah no, I, I saw Die Another Day three times in its original theatrical run. So that shows you, you know, how, how great Bond movies are on a big screen. I'm actually sad that Brosnan isn't going to sit down and watch Diner. Maybe he's going to be doing it. Like, again, this is dating this episode. He's maybe done this every week. Maybe he's going to do every yeah. single one of his movies. Can you imagine? I just want to see him watching Diner the day because in the Everything or Nothing or whatever that Bond 50th anniversary mm-hmm. one was where he's just cracking up laughing over the ridiculousness <laughs> of Double uh, Diner the day, you know? Yeah, well, what was it? He was like, okay, so Tomorrow Never Dies and World Is Not Enough. Which was the one with the the submarine? And then he's like... Die another day. Oh, that was the invisible car. And then he just bursts out laughing. <laughs> like, Isn't he laughing? He's like, because I was surfing or something like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what's so great about Brosnan. He just he just knows. Like, he just makes one. And I think he's always said in interviews, hasn't he, that he kind of just, he remembers Goldeneye and he yeah. doesn't really remember the others. 
Oh, this is um, this woman, right? With the whole like, oh no, I couldn't do that, and he ends up fucking her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> There's look at the hair on him. Look at oh, that. Beautiful. You know, actually, something Mallory pointed out, which I was quite sad that she pointed out. Uh, Roger Moore doesn't have any chest hair, and here I am bagging out Daniel Craig for being, you know, hairless. But Roger Moore, hairless. What's going on here, Roger? Why didn't you have hair? It was the seventies. You meant to have extra hair. Does Dalton? Dal- Dalton does. Is he ever shirtless? <laughs> In your mind, he is at some point. Like, aren't all men shirtless? Not Dalton. <laughs> Not Dalton. <laughs> oh. That's Mr. Pricklepants to you. <laughs> Maybe he's Mr. Picklechest. <laughs> this is, um, like, straight out of the book. I, I, here's, here's a section where, again, I don't mind it, but I could see how it would start to drag a little. Because he spends, like half an hour here in the movie, you know, basically at a spa. But the the context of this in the book, this is one thing that actually got a lot better, which is that Bond was in such poor health that he was basically ordered here to get into shape. It wasn't just, you know, go for a, a, you know, a, a little bit of time at the sauna and for a massage. It was a lot of, like, healthy eating and, okay, we're going to make you eat yogurt and uh, – <laughs> Green you know, bean sprouts and stuff like that. I mean, th- <laughs> and it was a huge section in the book as well. But it, it, the the context of it being Bond is in bad shape. You know, that's something that the Craig movies are the first ones to actually really capitalize on. Is that Bond's sort of a broken man? And here it's almost like this is a spa day for Sean. And there's the Invisible Man crossover coming in. The- yeah, <laughs> is, is he wearing like brown pants and a weird grey jacket? I've never noticed that before. They, look, it's a weird. I feel like I am turning yeah. into that podcast now because yeah. that 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 podcast. Look, I don't mean to sound like a dick, like because I've actually seen a lot of Bond fan accounts uh, be very positive about this. They actually they their whole podcast is about the fashion of Bond, so they legitimately yeah. will do the suits of James I Bond. All the same one, yeah. And I'm like, sometimes the posts are like, oh, that's really cool, you know? Yeah, and like, in all seriousness, like, that's a really unique idea. Like, there are people out there who are into that. So, of course, you're going to do an episode on the towels. And speaking of towels, I don't know where this towel around his neck ranked, because that's a nice-looking towel around <laughs> Connery's neck. Um, but... It's. I don't even know where I was going with this point. The point is, he was wearing a weirdly coloured suit, and that's maybe I'm just <laughs> looking at this differently. Very brownish. Yes. This is now. People talk about rapey. This is kind of rapey here. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's like I'd... physically holding her as she's struggling to get away. Like we talked about in Goldfinger about the whole pussy galore scene, which is often considered considered rapey and bit rapey, but not like full on this is more rapey to me and also like the whole live and let die thing with domino like um not rapey like no no yeah. not at all not appropriate but i mean <laughs> she still said yes um <laughs> ben well, don't here, start I'm... this hole you know you you just dig yourself a hole when you start talking about this conversation this is the best part of the movie right now the yeah. <laughs> I just want to be in Terence Young's chair here, right, Sean? Now look concerned. You're dying on a big <laughs> wobbly thing. <laughs> it doesn't like. I- I'm sorry. This sequence does not play out that well. It, it always just looks really silly because, like, you can't tell that anything's happening. It's just sort of like you're rocking back and forth. If it was like slowly pulling his limbs from his body, okay, maybe. At least in Moonraker when he's on the spinny thing, like, that's, you know, a little bit more... But this is literally like, ah, I'm going to turn you up and make you wobble really fast. 
the point of view shot, like let's do a POV yeah. shot of him and zoom in and on the, the neck handle. And... <laughs> and like the panic on his face just does not match what the audience is seeing. You're not even seeing like a full body shot of him. Sometimes it just looks like he's rocking his head up and down. He's right. like the... He looks like the pigeon from Bootrinker. <laughs> and then I love how it like blacks out next minute this woman. You could have died. And then let's just have sex. <laughs> well, she doesn't want to lose her job. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it was in 1965. <laughs> oh no, don't sue me. I'll have sex with you instead. Men, women, didn't matter what gender. You just had sex with them. It was the swinging 60s. <laughs> Now he gets up and just holds his back. He was in such panic five seconds ago. Like, ah, I'm going to die. And I was like, oh, I'm back. Well, I may have to report this to the authorities. <laughs> what is your supervisor's name? She even says it here. Well, I'd lose my job. And he goes, well, I suppose my silence could have a price. <laughs> you don't mean. Oh, wait, wrong person. You don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> And I love how he, that, that is creepy. He just, like, shoves her in a Turkish bath against the window. Now, that's a bit, you know. Well, yeah. See you later, alligator. <laughs> like, He's just such a douche. Gotta say, like, Connery, I, I mean, you had him as the best. I had him as second best. And I was having a debate the other day about this with Mallory's mum. And she's like, oh, how can you have Pierce Brosnan at number one? Sean Connery's the best. Like... Connery's maybe the most dickish of all the Bonds. Like, he's definitely a bigger... Well, d- maybe it's just a time period. Like, that's kind of how you were. All men were it's, dicks, but... It's, it's 100% right. But Roger Moore kind of summed it up best when he was talking... Uh, I think... <laughs> Sorry, it's locked him in. I'll box. tell the chef. <laughs> Let me out of here! <laughs> like, he can't break a broom handle... <laughs> But uh, when Roger Moore was uh, giving the um, example of the physical violence they were having him have, and he's like, you know, Sean Connery can pull that off and women adore him. If I try it, it just looks creepy, you know? It was just something about Connery that was able to pull that type of dickishness off. Yeah, and I'd agree with that. Um, You know, I mean, Moore was a lot more, more, Roger Moore, um, (laughs) sophisticated. Well, there's a shot. They didn't even look like they were kissing. Like it looked like they were like a meter I apart wasn't from each about that other. Shot. <laughs> oh right, hello. But the rollover. <laughs> um. Yeah, whatever. Roger Moore was more sophisticated. I'm looking at boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I was shocked because, like, I thought that, especially because I was the big Thunderball fan, that I would have been the one ranking when we did all the rankings, ranking everything Thunderball higher. And I think that. You know, you and Noah had Fiona Volpe like a spot higher than I did. And I think you even had Domino. One of you at least had Domino higher than I did. And I was pleasantly surprised because I'm like, you know, I'm ranking them like at a 10 and 11 or whatever. And, you know, you guys at least were on board with like the women in this movie are great. I will correct myself before, of course, when I meant Solitaire in Live and Let Die, not Domino, just quickly. Um, Domino, I had at 18th. You had... Oh, so uh... At 12th, and Noah had her at 18th. Um, Maybe it was just Volk. That was in the Hinch one, right? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Our newest episode, which we're glad you've all enjoyed. Uh, I had Volpe at 9th. I like Fiona Volpe. 
Um, and you had her at 11th, and Noah had her at 11th as well. Angelo. She's no Fatima Bush. <laughs> Do you watch this differently after Never Say Never Again? A little bit. I I, I just, I, I imagine, you know... The, the I imagine Fatima's Bush at all times, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. But again, even as somebody who loves Fiona Volpe, like that was the one thing that Never Say Never Again got really right was that character, like the reinterpretation of this character. Yeah. No, I, it's just like again, this is she's maybe the best part of the movie to me, Volpe. Because mm. I mean, God, let's be honest. Um, what's his name? Uh, Vargas sucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, Largo sucks. Um, mm. Not a Domino fan. <laughs> Rick Van Nutter sucks. Um... <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to have some defenses for Rick Van Nutter uh, coming up. <laughs> it's about you know half an hour too long. Um, again, like if you cut this movie by half an hour and you speed it up, I'm probably not going to be as down as it, down on it as I, you know, would be. But it's it's weird with the Connery movies because, like, I think also coming off such a high of Goldfinger, um, you know, it's kind of just a bit of a, like, a, eh. It's, kind, it's, it's not... It's kind of almost like the Quantum of Solace following Casino Royale where you, you're kind of like, wow, they did so well, and then all of a sudden you kind of just... You're let down. You're like, eh, okay. Well, and I do know that. when I watched these, it was out of sequence. So um, I think on that one night it was... Something like Doctor No, Thunderball, and then Goldfinger. So maybe there's something to that. I also always forget with the Connery because I mean the Connerys obviously they were basically every year, weren't they? So I mean, kind of it's yeah. always there's so I always forget there's more of them than there are. Like I always kind of think there's only like three in the sixties, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh wait, there's like five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like you only live twice is one I always forget about existing. Um, and then that one's just yeah, completely whacked up on acid. Um, but I mean, this this is basically the last normal Sean Connery movie he ever does, because <laughs> we know the including next his remake of this. Oh god! <laughs> you know, it's actually funny because in re-listening to our episodes, the reason why we did these commentaries was because watching Casino Royale '67 was this would be a really fun one doing the commentary. <laughs> and what's the one movie we still haven't done? Uh, is Casino yeah. Royale. But I do, I, I feel we do need to do that with Noah. Like, that mm. has to be done with him. Look at this, this mitt. It always reminds me of, like, I had a, a ch- you know, the type of dog, a chow, right? Sure. I thought it was a dog food. Basically, it looks like a lion, but, like, huge, huge, you know, amount of fur that sticks out and everything. Almost has a mane on it. And I had, like, this brush where it was basically a mitt you would put on to brush the mm. dog because they shed so much fur. Yeah. And every time I see him doing that, I'm just imagining, like, brushing the back hair off. <laughs> Is that the Ghostbusters car? <laughs> it looks just like it. <laughs> Who are you going to call? James Bond. James Bond Jr. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Remember that time we did James Bond Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we should mention that you know, we did have a good couple of episodes there with the rankings and it was fun having Noah back and we will look to do some more when Noah gets back into lockdown. I don't know. Um, <laughs> gets coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. 
So we're planning on doing some commentaries. And it is kind of sad that we know that right now we should be doing our 28th episode on No Time to Die. But, um, you know, we've got some other things that we're thinking of doing. The, the, the Mallory episode, similar to what we did with Rossi, I'm still hoping we can get that done because... Mallory, at least hopefully by the time of releasing this, has joined me. She still hasn't joined me at the time of recording this, so we're going to be stuck, hopefully, with a... We've got about half the Bond films to go. We got halfway through Man with a Golden Gun, so... To go if you there. gave her the task, though, and said, you can watch these movies on your own and then record it with us next week, is there no. any chance she bothers to watch it? Absolutely none. <laughs> <laughs> I basically have to force her to watch these, because I, I just... I think she's just not having a lot of fun watching the older movies. So, but she she did like Honor Majesty's Secret Service. She said she really enjoyed that one. Um, but like again, I haven't been looking at her ranking, so I want her to keep them as a surprise. So I don't even know where she's ranking these along the way. But um, yeah, I'd love I know- to get Jamie to rewatch these with me. Every once in a while, I'll be watching a movie and she'll kind of check it out. But uh, she willingly watched these probably within a year before we got married. Um, and, and I didn't really have to force her. I sort of just, I think she had, ha- she had had an injury or something like that. And I gave her a couple of bond movies cause she was laid out where she couldn't even, she basically broke her tailbone and she couldn't even walk. So I gave her a couple of bond movies. I'm like, you know, watch these. And I think she watched one or two of them. She's like, Oh, can you get me more? And then even when she went back to work, she was watching the bond movies and saying, Oh, get me a couple other bond movies. Which one do you think I should watch next? Well, maybe after we do the episode with Mallory, we can do the one with Jamie kind of yeah. considering that. I'll probably rewatch them again before No Time to Die in November. <laughs> if we um, did an episode on rank the shirtless scenes in Bond <laughs> movies, Jamie is there. I think that um, yeah, it's going to be a similar thing to Star Wars. Like, you know, we obviously did all the podcasts on them, and then I still rewatch them again. I rewatch them like twice mm-hmm. within like you know two months. But um, I reckon yeah, closer to November, I'll probably just rewatch these all again, and that way I don't have to wait for Mallory. I can just watch them in my own time. <laughs> That's why I'm actually glad that it got delayed because I, I, I was trying to figure out how would I ever have time to watch all these before No Time to Die. It just didn't seem possible. But, I mean, at the same time, I think it was back in September, I rewatched uh, pretty much all of them up until uh, Free Your Eyes Only, I think, is how far I got. Hmm. Well, I, I Mallory and I watched all the Brosnans and Craigs probably 12 months ago. Um, cause that's whenever I'm like, you got to watch some James Bond movies, just watch the Brosnans. And then, oh, okay. Maybe the Craig. <laughs> cause she'd, I think she'd seen the Craig. She's like, oh, I think I've seen all of them. Let's watch them. But I'm like the Brosnans, you have to watch the Brosnans. That's, that's all you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> just like forcing Pierce Brosnan on our loved ones. <laughs> that, I feel like that sometimes. Cause like Jamie, for whatever reason, does, Pierce Brosnan is one of these guys that it seems like guys get him more than women do. Oh, uh, don't we ever. And, and, even no, I'm I'm not even joking. Even on a physical level, I can't even tell you how many different guys I know, like straight men, who will say Pierce Brosnan might be the most handsome man I've ever seen, and a lot of women who are just like, really, he's okay, you know. <laughs> you wash your mouth out, women. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so many like channels that are on free trials right now, you know, just because everybody's stuck at home. The cable companies are being generous, and um. One of the channels had Remington Steel on, so I was showing Jamie some Remington Steel. And, uh, you know, she, she seems to prefer younger Pierce Brosnan there. But even mm. still, she's like, yeah, you know, he's okay. But she's like, there's something about him that's just too pretty. And I'm like, what? Like, he, that's, that's a manly man right there. <laughs> Somebody, I mean, that's Daniel Craig's problem. He's just too pretty. Like, yeah. just have some more charm about you, Daniel. Although, having said that, I... I 
thing about Daniel Craig, I like Daniel Craig out of James Bond. Like, he seems like a genuinely nice guy, um, even though he doesn't really like to talk about Bond, although he kind of does now. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I've warmed to Daniel Craig just because I like, like the guy as a person. Think about it. Other than Pierce and Roger Moore, no actor really ever liked talking about James Bond. I mean, you never hear Timothy Dalton talk about it. Connery refused to for years. Well, Lazenby charges for it. Yeah, now he does, yeah. <laughs> the thing is with Dalton, though, is that, like, I think Dalton just kind of hides away from Spotlight in general. Like, I think kind of he just does his stage work and he does a movie here and there. But whenever I've seen... <laughs> Why is that funny? Yes. <laughs> he hides from the Spotlight. It's called not getting acting gigs. It's not hiding from the Spotlight. <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm going to stay in my bunker. I've been self-isolating before it was cool. Um... <laughs> Sounds like a pirate. When it, when, <laughs> there we go. There's our Timothy Dalton. Arr, I'm Timothy <laughs> Dalton. Um, but whenever I have seen Timothy Dalton in interviews, he he does seem like he actually talks about it. He just I just don't think he does many. <laughs> Leave Dalton alone. Stop shitting on Dalton. In listening to all these old episodes, all you ever do is shit on Dalton. You leave him alone. <laughs> Third best Bond. Okay, so we basically were, we got a long underwater scene here, so uh, I just want to read a little bit of this to everybody here. Um, oh my goodness, this podcast has it all. For 007 towel enthusiasts, robes, washcloths, <laughs> toweling onesies, towels in rare colors, an amazing stripy towel robe double whammy combo with a special blog page to visit for more info. A weaponized towel and Matt Spazer at Bond Suits and Pete Brooker at From Taylors With Love identify for all time which Bond film is the real smorgasbord towel fest. <laughs> Is that a review or is that just the the? This is their intro? post. Can I actually just point out, you actually completely reminded me. And again, if you're listening to a commentary and you're thinking, you're not talking about the movie, this is 007. This is what we do. And plus, again, as Colin just said, they're literally about to spend 30 minutes getting a nuclear bomb. So right now, they're about to get a nuclear bomb. Cool. Um, we teased on one of our episodes recently that we got a review on our uh, episode about the No Time to Die song. And oh, we said yeah. that we were going to read it at the end of the episode. Colin, we never read that. That's uh, sad. Because <laughs> so I guarantee we're going to have a t-shirt made out of this review. So I'm going to read this right now uh, because I feel that we have to read it because somehow <laughs> this is the weirdest review that we ever got. And I'm just actually trying to find the person who sent it. I've found the review, but I need to find their name because we need to give them a shout-out because we've got a new fan. This isn't just Bryn, jo- <laughs> Bryn Groves anymore. This is, uh, you know, number one fan for Double Oz 7. We, we found them just because we did an episode on Billy Eilish. Remember when Billy Eilish released that Bond song? Doesn't that seem like about three years ago now? Um, my goodness, that song. Is- I haven't listened to it since it got released, I don't think. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so this review that we got, I'm dragging this out as much as I can because I'm trying to find it. Um, I can't find it. Where is it? (laughs) What is happening? Oh, because I think it was a review on the American website, maybe? Stupid geography, me being in Canada now. Um, Colin, talk about something that's on screen right now while I drag this out a little bit. Uh, let me see. Can I find that towels thing again? <laughs> oh, I found it. Here we go. Never mind. Right. Oh, there we go. So, this review is from somebody called SJ Subscribe. Thank you, SJ Subscribe, for listening. And I'm going to read this word for word, and I'm not making any of this up. If you don't believe us, head to our iTunes page uh, on the American iTunes store, and you will read this. 
I really enjoyed you guys blow off some heat on your podcast about the new theme music and song for No Time to Die movie. Your knowledge of Bond movies is impressive. Thank you. But I can assuredly say that you are just as clueless about the franchise's future. That's where Billy comes in, because that's where Bond lives. In Billy's world. (laughs) Billy was brought on not just for her vocals, but her aesthetic direction. The old Bond lingers in the background, as you noted in the music, but the foreground is old Billy. I can tell you... No, sorry. I can tell you won't like it. That's what gives me so much pleasure to see clueless dweebs like you shown the middle finger while Bond is recast for the future. All of you complaining about the theme are, believe it or not, in the minority. Note that this song is the highest rated on all major rating services of any Bond theme in history. It will debut at number one on Billboard and other charts in 27 countries this week. It has never happened before to a Bond song. Even the movie will break many records. This kind of success does not come from Billy sticking to old Bond formula. That comes from Bond living in Billy's world. It was very, very satisfying to see you dweebs rant and fail aimlessly. Your days are done. Finally. Okay. So this person's been wanting our downfall forever? Like, who is this? You know what I found particularly funny was going over our downloads, which, I mean, all of our podcasts have had big spikes, you know, since coronavirus started. But, like, 007, easily our most downloaded show, even though we put the least amount of effort into it, it seems. Um, After that episode, which I think was, like, a record-breaking downloads for us, at least within the last couple of years – our episodes since then have gone up, so this review is helping. It is. <laughs> You've encouraged new people to listen to us. Thank you. And I just want to point out, uh, SJ Subscribe, that uh, your claim that this song will debut at number one uh, on the US Billboard Hot 100 made it to number 16, and 27 <laughs> countries around the world went to number one in a measly 14 countries around the world. <laughs> so. And, and- the thing that I thought was most hilarious about that, other than the fact that they're talking about how out of touch we are while using the word dweeb that hasn't been uttered <laughs> in 30 years, is the fact that th- they're talking about it's it's the most you know uh, download of all time on all subscriber services. There was no iTunes prior to what? Casino Royale? <laughs> so basically, of the last four movies this is the highest rated one and also just want to point out die another day made it to number eight on the u.s billboard hot 100 so <laughs> shut up you dweeb <laughs> can we we have to get a t-shirt made that says we're living in billy's world dweeb <laughs> i guarantee you if billy eilish was to come on this show right now she wouldn't even remember that she did a bond song like oh <laughs> yes Oh, like, dude, I totally did that, didn't I? Like, wow, yeah. How'd that movie go? It was dope, wasn't it? <laughs> dope, you dweeb. I just love the fact that we've got a bunch of scuba divers hammering in a net under the water. Right I'm wondering now. how they hammer that quickly underwater. Like, you can't move that fast underwater. <laughs> Don't get me started on what you can and can't do underwater, Colin. Last time I went through that conversation, I got into trouble by you guys. <laughs> bubbles in my Tchaikovsky. Now this, you you can still find this. I, I don't know where the location what, was. Yeah, no, seriously. You can still find this plane somewhere in the Bahamas. Well, why didn't you find it? I, I 
didn't go scuba diving. <laughs> Why are these men, like these Navy men, wearing tight leather pants and jeans? Like, they, there's no uniform here. Like, this guy here with the box is wearing the tightest leather pants I've ever seen. Well, what do you wear when you scuba dive? Nothing. I don't scuba dive. Oh, there's Vargas! There he, the real villain of this movie. <laughs> he doesn't even make eye contact with people. Because he does not make love. He cannot... <laughs> This is Vargas. He does not make love. Does not make eye contact. Does not emote. He doesn't have proper hair. <laughs> he's like he's one of these guys who looks creepy, but not in like the scary way. Kind of in like a the you know, Ben. Way. Don't let your children play around him. Way <laughs> <laughs> the Ben way. <laughs> the Ben way. <laughs> Kate, you know what day for night is, right? Um, it's. When like the, the filming technique, not um. Sure, tell me. <laughs> Basically, you film like you film during the day, but then it's just the way that you expose the film, so it gives it this dark look to make it look like it's nighttime, even though you actually filmed it during the day. Yes, that's the one thing that bothers me in all these old Bond movies, which really was any movie at this point because there was no way to properly light things at night. Is that it's supposed to be nighttime and you can clearly see like sunshine you know on different objects i've never noticed it before but i'll pay attention i was just paying attention to sean connery's incredibly baggy trench coat there that looks like inspector gadget well we got to do a podcast on the trench coats of bond yeah what about the cufflinks of james bond <laughs> how about the chest hairs of james bond <laughs> brother number one <laughs> No, that that would be a race. Brosnan or Connery for best chest hair and Bond. Oh, but Brosnan's is just, again, back to what you're saying about Brosnan. Like, it just, you know, it suits him. Because you, you know that, like, if you were running your hands through Connery's chest hair, it would be fun. But then you'd just be thinking about birds in bushes, and then Connery would probably slap oh, you. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. Brosnan would be charming and nice and just, you know, be like, thought I forgot you, eh? <laughs> Can you please send that question in to him for that, like, can you just be like, oh, I thought we've forgotten you, eh? What, eh? I, oh, I didn't even get a chance to tell you. Um, I've gotten Casper on Pierce Brosnan quotes. <laughs> oh. uh, I spelled out Muffy. <laughs> and uh, like he has the, all these magnetic letters. Like He's huge into creating words and stuff like that now. And I was just playing around, and I spelt Muffy one day. And he probably saw it for 10 seconds. And like two days later, he respells Muffy uh, just out of memory. So I was telling him this is what it is, and I think I sent you the video uh, where where yeah. I, I taught him to say it the same way. He goes Muffy, <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the thought I forgotten yay was the other thing. I kept you know every time I would pick him up or take him somewhere, I'd always go thought I forgotten yay, and now he started going thought I forgotten yay. <laughs> like oh, best, this is the fun part about being a father. <laughs> best child ever. Is this his hat? Is this the missing hat movie? Is the, yeah, no, it was. Because didn't we title our episode, Dude, Where's My Hat? Yeah. Meanwhile, we missed a really cool motorbike chase scene. Yeah. The block. That was cool. But that, no, this that is the hat. Wife's, wife's probably lost her dog. <laughs> Just disdain. Now, here's a set. Look at this set. How is that in the same building? Like, yeah. Just got... <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know, uh, an 800-square-foot office building. <laughs> Again, a great looking set, but didn't we go over a lot about this in these movies? That logistically, it makes no sense. Why yeah, are they so exactly. far away from the table? What? Can you speak up, please, Em? <laughs> it just reminds I said me of Bond. Um, the final fight scene in Shazam, where um, 
uh, the the villain's giving his you know, big speech, and he's like, "What? I can't hear you. You're like a mile away right now. <laughs> I think you're giving some type of evil speech. I can't hear you though." <laughs> How is that tape audible from like thirty yeah. meters away? <laughs> like this is social distancing, nineteen sixty five. I don't want to catch coronavirus. The interpreters in the back have headphones on. <laughs> this is this is their preparation for when Connery's going to be catching, you know, Scottish in two movies or in next movie's time. Like, yeah. I don't want to give you Scottish. Is this this is also the one, isn't it, when he wants to go to Canada, but he ends up going to yeah. Bahamas, right? Yeah, Station C in Canada. <laughs> How would that movie go? <laughs> Bloody cold here. <laughs> Don't have forgotten you, eh? <laughs> and why have we got these giant, like, paintings in the background? Like, why does MI6 need, like, you know? Like, this is bigger than a gymnasium. <laughs> and the table's so small. Like, you're going to have a... Like, you've got, like, what, five men cramped on this tiny little table that's 30 metres away from this giant table. Like, who puts their effort into that? And I, I love this. They have the world's biggest map. What that's, is wrong with Africa? everybody's sitting, like, 500 feet away still. That is not Africa. That is a weird-shaped Africa. Right they now, can't even see the map. That person on the right cannot see the map based on that angle. I can't even see the map based on that angle. I want angle. them to pick up binoculars right now. <laughs> the giant chandelier. I'm expecting it to be like fan of the opera here. Yeah. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and like, I love the seal on it is paper that you basically karate chop <laughs> through. <laughs> code name Thunderbolt. Who comes up with the code names for these things? They learned about this in the last 12 hours. Like, we need a name. What will it be? Thunderball. And why is that photo of them like a proper, like, glamour shot? Like, shouldn't it be like a grainy black and white shot from the, you know? Security camera footage or something. (laughs) South America Airlines. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Here's the Canadian part. A little wave there. Hello. <laughs> this will be your liaison. Hello. <laughs> Hello. But I'd rather go to Nassau. It's like, Canada's a beautiful country. <laughs> Just let me show you, please. This time of year. <laughs> and does Q say something here too? Like, uh, uh, any other reason other than your love for water sports? <laughs> I love it. If 007 said he saw him, he saw him last night, he saw him last night. <laughs> oh, my apologies, sir. <laughs> the wrong sister, sister. I had a brother. <laughs> I had a brother. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> Come on, Diamonds Are Forever is brilliant based on stupid things like that. Uh. There's some humor in its stupidity, but I wouldn't <laughs> blow say up it. your pants. So now, now look, let's 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 point out something here, right? Everyone always talks about Bond being a bit sexist, bit misogynistic, you know, touching inappropriate sort of stuff. Money Penny was the one there inappropriately Bond yeah. there. So come on. But don't you love these two? Like 
Roger Moore and Lois Maxwell, they had the best rapport. Like, their dialogue scenes were great. But maybe it's just because, you know, they were younger here, obviously. (laughs) We weren't going to get a lot of, like, touchy-feely stuff with Moore. But, like, their physical chemistry is insane here. I I think we talked about it a lot. And where's his hat? Where's his hat? Um, (laughs) That... Uh, more and yeah, I agree with you, but I think sometimes more and money penny kind of almost felt like they were just friends, like or like mm-hmm. even brotherly sisterly kind of you know back and forth. Whereas, yeah, for sure, like Connery, you just you feel he's gonna like rip her clothes off and give her some Scottish. Yeah, <laughs> why is that woman like surely you're not allowed to grab onto a turtle? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, I had a weird dream last night. That like, you grabbed uh, onto we've a talked turtle? before we've talked about before that like geese geese invasions in Winnipeg is like a real thing. Um but I had a dream that not only had geese invaded my yard but tortoise had had as well. <laughs> Coming soon invasion of the tortoises. <laughs> invasion of the tortoises. How is she stuck in that coral? That is bullshit. Just pull it like, like it's so Take it out of the flipper. Dumb domino. And, like, you wouldn't be freaked out by some man just, you know. <laughs> now, so did you go what, here? What we, we did. The very first day, uh, the very first full day, I guess you should say, we we spent on our honeymoon. Uh, the very That morning, I took Jamie, okay, we got to go up and down this beach and try to find these locations. Like, I didn't know where the locations were, so I'd had a tablet with Thunderball on it. And I would just sort of look, oh, this kind of looks like this. And... Uh, this was like right at the end of the beach, the opposite end of like the other main location I found. So it was probably about an hour and a half walking across a beach. Jamie, just because we're newlyweds, being too nice to tell me that she was really bored and <laughs> really tired. And um, the the place where you're going to see him set foot on shore here is like right at the end of the beach. And I kind of got a couple of pictures there. But Jamie was like, I don't know, a couple hundred feet away saying, my feet have blisters. I'm not moving. Gotta say, well, I'm not a fan of it. Domino is incredibly attractive. I mean, so is Paula here too. Like all the oh, women. Yeah. This. And this is, and we've talked a lot about how kind of it's sort of odd for me to look at women at this period and think of them as because I don't know. I, I even think women just look kind of different when you're looking at them in that way in the 60s. Um, and plus, also, mm. I assume like oh, they're like 80 now, so no thanks. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, like I agree with you. And but we've said it again, equal opportunity pervs. Connery, very I mean, look at him there. Glistening water on his Beautiful. chest hair. I wonder who was on that boat, that sailboat in the background there. <laughs> Quint. Yeah. <laughs> Vargas. Good throw. He does not make love. I don't know why I keep thinking that. <laughs> Yeah, so right here, those rocks you see in the background, I kind of, I just sort of went there and started taking pictures and didn't realize this was the location, I think, until we were on the plane home. Because I'm just like, well, this is the end of the beach, so it must be somewhere around here. Was it water that blue? Uh, no, it was even bluer. Like, it's, like, this doesn't do it justice. It's like the bluest water you've ever seen. But this whole section of the beach was like, there were bulldozers and everything. I guess they were like re-leveling the beach or something. But I only kind of recognized it later because of the rocks in the background. There's Rick Van Nutter. Why is he wearing a suit on the... Like, I get it. You're a CI... He looks like Colonel Sanders. Okay, so my my defense of him... He does look a little bit old to be pulling off like the cool eye thing. Like, we went from cool young Jack Wade and Dr. No to 
very uncool old man, Jack Wade in uh, or, or Jack Wade. What do we call it? Jack Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Jimbo. <Felix. laughs> Muffy. <laughs> but uh, like he's 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 a bit of a combination. You know, even though he looks old, at least he kind of has the sunglasses and kind of has like this this coolness about him. He's not tons of personality, but you know he's definitely better than Sess Linder. Sex Linda. Yeah. What's with uh, has our our shirt podcast ranked the pink shirts of Bond? <laughs> but again, he he does pull it off though. Like I mean, it actually oh, there's nothing he can't pull off. It doesn't look like okay. I love Die Another Day. Brosnan in Hawaiian shirt, hilarious. But it kind of does look a bit out of place. Whereas here, it's like Connery in a pink shirt and powder blue shorts, and you don't really care. <laughs> My darn cooperative domino. Yeah, like they try to make this like a big suspense scene. Oh, how did he know her name? She just had lunch with this man. Don't you think at some point she'd be like, my name's Domino. What's yours? (laughs) And then there was a boat. (laughs) This is Vargas's birthday party. That's what they don't tell you in the movie. (laughs) He does not celebrate his birthday. <laughs> I'm disappointed on the Wikipedia page that they've removed that um, that thing they used to have after his name when it was like, who does not make love? <laughs> Do they have that on there? It used to. like It used to say like he's a, a tuned killer because he does not smoke, he does not drink, and he does not make love. That's how we got that from. <laughs> Whereas here it's like, um, uh, I've lost it now apparently. But they've changed it. It's now, oh, here we go. Uh, personal assistant and henchman whose ascetic demeanor emphasizes his devotion as a killer. But it doesn't say, like, because he does not make love. Maybe he started making love. Yeah, maybe he did. <laughs> but again, as we pointed out in that episode, like, children don't smoke, drink, and make love. Like, does that mean they're good killers? <laughs> they're cold-blooded. Oh, like, this is a this is an example of why Connery's so good in this movie. Like every old lady there. Sorry. (laughs) Well, old ladies aren't allowed to gamble. No, but she's old (laughs) with giant glasses. Look at her. She's probably blind, like with those glasses. Putting on that yellow dress, she's blind. But Vargas in a suit. Sorry, go ahead. Well, everybody's in a suit. (laughs) (laughs) Vargas looks weird in a suit. The way he's got his hair done. Stupid Vargas. (laughs) He doesn't have hair. Connery's so good in this scene because... Oh, just all of his one-liners was like, you know, uh, uh, you're Spectre versus Mars. <laughs> but it's, it's like he delivers them good, but this is it makes no sense. Like, you're Spectre against mine. What? <laughs> is that Margaret Thatcher? <laughs> Look! That's Margaret Thatcher! Really, Mr. Bond? <laughs> This also just reminds me of Austin Powers now. I'm expecting um, the the eye patch to like be able to see what's under the thing. <laughs> Allow oh. myself to introduce myself. myself. <laughs> um, you figure out that's Margaret Thatcher. I figured out who the old lady is there. Margaret Thatcher's mother? Oh, Madonna. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, At least she's in another Bond movie. Does anybody does anybody understand the rules of this game? What is it? Is this Baccarat still? I think so. No. I mean, there I is we've... an entire chapter in the Casino Royale book dedicated to 
explaining the rules, and I still don't understand it. Can you imagine living in the 60s when you could just sit there and smoke around a table? I never thought you were so cool. Like, hey, I'm good, have a smoke. Like, why is there no one in the background going... <laughs> like, I remember when I was 18... How is that old lady there even breathing still? <laughs> when I was 18 and I started, like, going out clubbing and that, that was kind of when they were just phasing out smoking. Like, you had a smoking section in a bar... And I remember there was one of these clubs that you went to that you'd come in the main door and to get to like the dance area, you had to walk through the smoking section and you literally could see like a wall of smoke that you had to walk through to then get to the... <laughs> it was disgusting because you would just go... <laughs> You're like, I want to go home. <laughs> How... People in the 60s were idiots. Why was this a cool thing? Like, why? Why was what a cool thing? Smoking. Eating outdoors? Smoking. <laughs> What is cool because about Sean it? Because Sean Connery did it. That's why. Yeah, because well, one saying Bond, <laughs> James <Yeah>. Bond. <laughs> He's to blame. <laughs> why are there so many old women at this like dancing? <laughs> like it's past your bedtime. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> Connery looks good there. <laughs> we have spent more time talking about him than Domino. Oh, Domino's attractive too. Isolation is turning me gay. <laughs> Look at Vargas. He looks so stupid in a tuxedo. I just want to punch <laughs> him. Stupid no matter what he's wearing. <laughs> stupid face and his stupid hair. I Who wonder if Vargas? they can do an episode on the wardrobe of Vargas. Philip Locke. Oh, he's dead. We don't tweet <laughs> anyone anymore. That's, that's a shame. I love that if you go to his picture on Wikipedia, it's just his creepy little face. Of the guy who plays Vargas? Yeah, 16 years ago he died. What else was he in? Um, Amadeus? Oh, no, on the stage. Oh, he was... Uh, Vargas, good for him. Philip Locke, gay. Locke survived by his companion, Michael Ivan. Good for him. Maybe he did make love. But just with the the men. Uh, he He was in a movie called Porridge. Oh, Hitler, The Last Ten Days. He played Hitler? No, he played... Well, that was uh, Alec Guinness, wasn't it? He played Hansk, the esteemed. <laughs> um, oh, he was Prime Minister in And the Ship Sails On. Cool. All right, we're sidetracked now. We're looking at the filmography <laughs> of... I'm looking at his filmography now. His final role was playing Judge in Wild from 1997. <laughs> What a movie. What a man. He's back in a pink shirt. Horny hotel assistants always just staring at Connery. Well, what are we doing this episode? (laughs) Staring at Connery. We're horny isolation people. Why is hotel rooms always so big? Have have you ever been in a hotel room that big? I mean, everything was bigger in the 60s. Boardrooms. <laughs> Set design just was a weird thing in the 60s. Let's make it all big. Even the hotel room has had, like, too much space. These ceilings are, like, 20 feet high, too. <laughs> no. It's bigger than my house. <laughs> I don't like the music here. It's kind of... Ding, 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 ding. Do, 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 do. What is that giant metal fence in his room? What's down there? <laughs> This is this is kind of the last of the 
you know, practical things that Connery does because with You Only Live Twice, it just becomes all gadgetry after this. But this is what what I loved about the Connery movies in the first place. I remember, you know, little details like when he would put like the talcum powder on things and and put a hair across a door frame. Or visualize a person walking across the room, right? Yeah, yeah, he's following the footsteps. Because the audience wouldn't know unless they actually see Connery's point of view watching an invisible person walking across the room. <laughs> now, visualizing them opening the door. Oh, my movie froze. Oh, no. Oh, it's back. What are you seeing? Oh, it froze again. Oh, it's back. Connery with a gun entering the room. Yeah, I think I'm fine. Looking at a giant mirror in a giant bathroom. <laughs> It's so freaking big. Oh, this oh, is where he this... punches in stomach. <laughs> you nearly said my name. But he still says, like, 007, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was the old... He could have just simply said, shh, or put his hand over his mouth. I need to punch you in the gut. What if that was, like, room service? Oh, here's your burger, sir. And this is the hottest hot water in the world. And the... How does he knock him out with that bloody cardboard door? Oh, my shower curtain. And he slaps his hand to get the gun out of it. My thing keeps freezing. Tell me what's happening. Connery just burnt a guy in a shower. Well, like literally at the second. Oh, he just threw the gun to Felix. Felix just removed his glasses. Connery's picking up the burnt guy who's now alive. He's about to yell at him and do that. Now move! (laughs) Yeah, I love what he yells here. You are going to shoot me in the back. <laughs> it's the angriest Connery ever. No, move! <laughs> no, move! <laughs> Relax! <laughs> you know what I love is the fact that we have like one listener on the Oz Network listening to our Terminator comment, uh, yes. recaps right now. <laughs> I can't even remember half the stuff we talked about. I know that there was a tweet this morning, and I drew a complete blank. It was apparently something that I said. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, let me just like this one, but I don't know what it was talking about. I do love this sharks in a tank thing. Oh, just yeah. Feeding the sharks. They don't have freaking laser beams on their heads. Oh, no, I closed my movie. Oh, no, play. <laughs> Did you turn yours off? Ah! <laughs> no, it's back now. <laughs> Who was that slap scream? across the face with a towel, which you heard about in the towels of Bond? Yeah, that is a nice looking towel. No, okay, I'm, I'm a few seconds behind you now, but it's all good. Shark rolling over. I'm just going to do commentary like this now. Man in the water. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to fast forward by 15 seconds. Oh, no, I skipped the whole shark scene. Now I've got Felix we'll just walking. Blood red. No, I've got... Con- Actually, hang on. I'm, I'm going to pause it here. I've got Connery talking to Pink Shirt Lady and Felix on a cart. Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Okay. Oh, this will be. Oh, Pinder! Pinder! Yeah, Pinder. <laughs> he's no puss fella, but he's good. Oh, puss fella. Ranking This the- was another area that uh, we sort of stumbled into. A- they filmed this, uh, this whole location here in Never Say Never Again as well. Not the indoor, the exterior stuff, but basically right outside where all the cruise ships dock every single day i think what we need to do is we need to do the alphabet of james bond so ranking every character beginning with p ranking yes. every character beginning with q that'd be a short one um 
So we have Pinder, Pussfella, Pussy Galore, Paula. Um, is that it? Uh, Q-in in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Are they pineapples? They're pineapples. <laughs> I love Q on the scene. A Geiger counter. Wish I could blow you up. <laughs> it's called a ghetto blaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't have time for that. Oh, all right, maybe later. <laughs> Eight pitches in rapid succession. Wow. I love how snappy he is. If you can take pictures in the dark with infrared film, yes! Try to be a little less than your frivolous self, 007. (laughs) I think Q needs to do his hair. He's got hat hair. Ah, oh, the rebreather. Isn't this where, like, the CIA or something thought it was real, so they tried to, like, yeah. invest into one? Yeah. And, uh, you know, still to this day, this is, like, a really well-known popular gadget. Like, I, I don't remember what James Bond page it was. It might have even been the official 007 page where they had put up a thing saying, what was your favorite gadget of all time? And there were a ton of people that kept saying the rebreather, even still, now that this is, what, 35? Oh, sorry, 45 years later? 55 years later? How many years? 55 years later. 55, yeah. yeah. I went from well, 30 to I mean, 40 to 50. How popular was it? I mean, Jedi's used it in the future. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, Jedi's used it. Like, even the delivery that he had in that, in that last scene there, where he's like, you swallow it. And just the way he sort of looks at him and goes, now? <laughs> <laughs> Why is Money Penny there? She's not taking notes. Do your now job, money, at, Penny. They're like, we need to move the position on the map. Yeah, it's on the other side of the room now. Can somebody get a ladder, please? I need to point at Station C. Recover the container. I'd love to, like, ISIS or something like this, just literally have a nuclear bomb. They were like, we're going to hold the world for ransom. Like, how do you just call up MI6? Like, do they just have a number? Who do you know who to call? Uh, Hi there. I've just uh, got to threaten the world. Can I get put through to somebody in the, uh, I don't know, that part of the MI6, please? Yeah. And like, well, that's really not our department. (laughs) Due to coronavirus concerns, there must be suffering high volumes of calls. Please wait. If you're not threatening the world in the next 48 hours, try calling back later. I've never been able to understand this other than the fact that he can show off his beautiful hairy legs, but why is he wearing a wetsuit from the top up only? <laughs> it looks like um, Britney Spears' outfit in Oops, I Did It Again. You know, it that does. Tight yeah. le- <laughs> <laughs> now, there's something I want to see. Sean Connery singing Oops, I Did It Again. Oops, I did it oh, again. Yes. You played with my heart. <laughs> I got lost in the game. <laughs> oh, baby, baby. You might so, think dude, I'm in all love. All the Britney hits. <laughs> Hit I'm, me, baby, one more time. I'm not a girl. Not, <laughs> not yet, yet a woman. woman. 
<laughs> womanizer, womanizer, you're a womanizer. Oh, you're a womanizer, baby. You, you, you are. You, you, you are womanizer, womanizer. Boy, don't try to front. I just know exactly what you are. <laughs> From from the taste of your lips, I'm on a ride. You're toxic. <laughs> I'm slipping under. <laughs> with a with a taste of a poison paradise, I'm addicted to you. <laughs> Don't you know that you're toxic? <laughs> I'm a slave for you. <laughs> Can't hold it. I can't control it. Get it, get it, get it. Oh, get it, get it, get it. Oh, <laughs> I'm a slave for you. <laughs> if if I said my heart was beating loud, if we could escape the crowd somehow, if I said I want your body now, would you? <laughs> Hold it against me. <laughs> sometimes oh. I run. Sometimes, <laughs> I, sometimes I'm scared of you. <laughs> All I really want is to hold you tight. <laughs> Be with you day and night. <laughs> <laughs> Every every time I try to fall, I, without my wings, I feel so small. I guess I need you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please go back to the Bahamas and find his house and just knock on his door? (laughs) Excuse me, Sean. Um, Can you read the following? Baby, one more time. What? I'm stronger than yesterday. <laughs> now, it's not like I remember it. Now it's nothing but a my way. My loneliness is killing me. No more. Ah, ah. Oh, yeah. It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me more. <laughs> this is also showing us that the lyrics of Britney Spears songs aren't that in depth. Uh, <laughs> I used to think. <laughs> okay, now here, here's my question. Getting back on track to the movie here for a second. Is that, is, is that the name of our episode? Oops, Sean did it again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> We saw his wetsuit only covered his top, so, like, is he just, like, getting a wet spot all over her car seat here? Because his shorts weren't changed. Well, let's be honest, Fiona Volpe has also got a wet spot on her seat. <laughs> I also I love like... the dramatic music here. It's kind of like Fiona Volpe, then it's like, dun, dun, and then it's, like, zoom in on the spectering. 
So what you're seeing here, this is what I'm talking about day for night. You can see all the light coming in, which is the sun, but they just dim it so that it looks like night. But this, how does that work, though, when they're, like, legitimately filming on a green screen right now? <laughs> like, can they not film some sort of nighttime vision already? Or are you just talking about the long shots, not the green well, like, screen Well, like, shot? in these days, there was no way to... I, I guess the film couldn't pick up nighttime filming, so they would film at night if there was any type of exterior lighting. But if they were just out in the middle of the woods, yeah, you know, you can there'd tell be that. no way to pick it up. Yeah. I love this here where he's like, fly here often? <laughs> <laughs> I love how is that meant to be miles an hour? I'm guessing not kilometers an hour. Yeah, because I think kilometers was what like fast. the 70s or 80s. Was that a thing? Did it come in in the 70s? Was it like was it a trend? Well, yeah, no, because that was the metric system. The metric system, I think, was introduced in the 70s. Good for them. So it should be. Oh, and this hotel here, it doesn't look anything like this now. But uh, we we found this again completely by fluke. We were. Uh, stopping to go to the bathroom at mcdonald's and just jump on the wi-fi for a minute and i look across the street and i'm like i think that's the hotel the connery stayed at did you bribe 50 bucks to try and get in no this one i didn't even bother they had <laughs> armed guards out on the street like that's the weird thing in the bahamas there's armed guards and it's not like militant it's like they're really polite but like we went into the mcdonald's and there's a guy at the door in uniform with a gun on his belt we went into a dollar store and there's a guy with a gun i'm like is somebody stealing from the dollar store that much of a threat that you need to have an armed guard? But it's just a regular thing there. They have armed guards everywhere. I remember when I was in Kansas, I was in a dollar store and there was this guy walking around with his kid and he had a gun like on his jeans. <laughs> I remember turning to my friend, I'm like, is that real? And he's like, yeah. It's like, you know, it's an open carry state. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I told you in, in Minnesota, uh, they have some type of bylaw where you need to actually post that guns are disallowed so we were we just were trying to turn around and we pulled into the parking lot of a daycare and i look at some, some sign on the door of the daycare and it says you must remove all firearms before entry <laughs> <laughs> this is a daycare <laughs> it was i when i went to the grand prix in texas it was like literally like no guns allowed in the grand prix and i'm like what like do you have to tell people in texas that you need this i'm trying to find if there's any um reviews for this james bond suit podcast uh but i found bondsuits.com so you've got from tailors with love what bond brands mean to us from tailors with love inside frank foster and bond in matera um mcqueen versus craig with iconic alternatives craig versus cruise the suits of them that's pretty good like cruise and um, tom cruise yeah yeah um alternative james bond watches okay They've actually got interviews with, like, Skyfall's Yenis Chung, who was the cashier in the Macau's casino in Skyfall. Oh, why didn't we get them? What, what do they talk to her about? Like, so, what did you think of Craig's suit in Skyfall? It was good. All right, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Again, not, like, not to be making fun or anything, you know, but... I mean, it, we we had a guest on at one time. You know, our show sort of just started. I remember that is, when we had a guest. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the funny thing is we thought, like, oh, we're going to get so many more downloads, you know, if, if we have, like, Robert Davi on here, the villain from License to Kill. And I, I don't think it matters if Robert Davi or whatever. For whatever reason, people would rather listen to you and me 
do Sean Connery impressions of Britney Spears because our downloads are higher without guests. So and that's not even that's not even a lie. Like our we thought, yeah, our Robert Darby episode would end up being like our most downloaded episode. I I, I don't even know if that got hundred. Like I, I need to look it up right <laughs> now. Our most downloaded episode was the episode where I was talking about the locations of Spectre. A lot of that came down to James Bond Radio sharing a blog post I wrote and kind of the link to our episode. So obviously they've got quite a high listenership base, but. Even our illuminating tribute to Roger Moore got like ten thousand downloads. Yeah. Whereas well, I'm looking our, here, I... our Robert our Robert Darby episode only got hundred and five downloads. <laughs> we now, had a freaking Bond villain on, people. And granted, we we posted it on two separate shows, so let's say it's you know a couple hundred more than that, possibly. But I mean, I th- if, if I remember right, didn't our Skyfall commentary get something like seven thousand downloads? Uh, yes, seven thousand. So I'm looking here. Yes, you're right, seven thousand and forty-six. I just want to point out, and again, we're not here to brag that we've got listeners. Thank you. We we really do appreciate it. You have no idea, and we are going to talk about Thunderball. Uh, Vargas is talking to Lago. Great. Um, <laughs> this is the he does not make love part. <laughs> I just want to point out that our last uh five oh seven or eight episodes because we had two best ofs in there, right? So mm-hmm. since our episode 64, Experiencing Bond for the First Time, 1,149 downloads. Ben read a book. Our interview with, I'm not going to try and, was it Nicholas Sasusik? I can't pronounce Susik. the name, Nicholas. Thank you. I'm sorry if I butchered it. 1,628. Knit Your Own Cat, First Time, No Time to Die Trailer Analysis, 2,168. Best of 007 Part 3, 1,967. Best of 007 Part 4, 748. No Time to Listen, a No Time to Die title song analysis, 2,755. Go Eat Some Cheese, Ranking the Bond Girls, 3,353. 700 more people listen just because of that one review. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, and 1,923 our last episode. The last time we got lower than 100 because our Romania of James Bond ranking the pre-titles got 856. Tickle Me Dong Mr. Wint got 1,028. Stevie Snootwater, James Bond Jr. Episode 1, 37 downloads. (laughs) Like, our low episodes for 007 now are basically around 1,000. 37 people listen to James Bond Jr. Basically. Is it it a curse of the Oz Network? Because the only two 007 episodes that were ever cross-released on both 007 and the Oz Network were the Robert Davi interview and Stevie Stewart. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just looking here, like, we used to kind of just average, you know, 50, 60, 70. Then we kind of, we started peaking around 28, episode 30, over 100 in episode 33. Then all of a sudden, boom, episode 46, Australia on Tinder, a visit to Spectre's filming locations, 15,806. But again... Thanks, James One Radio, for the plug. Um, and since then, only two episodes have not had more than 100. Uh, our Goldfinger commentary, the episode where we killed Roger Moore, <laughs> uh, only had 82. And then, oh. yes, Stevie Snootwater, 37. Well, I was just wondering, was that before we switched to Wooshka, though? Or after? No, I don't talk about them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have been after. Plug. You know, okay, they're not they're not getting a plug at the moment. Um, <laughs> and now, thanks to I mean, Robert Davi couldn't give us you know uh, enough of a boost. Thanks to what's his name, SJ Subscribe for your delightful yeah. dweebish inter- uh, review of us. 
<laughs> we're like skyrocketing. <laughs> we love. I mean, seriously, we always appreciate the reviews. So please leave us some. I've actually found from Taylor's with love now. So I found the reviews. Eighteen five star rankings. Uh, can I just point out? We've got to listen to this show. All things Bond are great, and this fashion forward podcast fills a needed void. Oh, a needed void. Okay. A varied mix of Bond fashion news, views, clothing news, and some general Bond information. And I'm surprised to find that I'm really enjoying the interviews with Taylors and the like. <laughs> Took me a while to find this one, but I'm binging it now. Keep it up, fellas. Wow. I'm a fan of the clothes of 60 Spies in general, but I never thought two guys spending 30 minutes each dissecting the clothes of James Bond would be so addicting after so many episodes. They get some great guests too. We actually, in all seriousness... This is our 70th episode. Thank you very much, everyone, for keeping up with us for 70 episodes. How did this happen? Um, we're 30 episodes away from our 100th. We need to start working on our guests for our 100th. Like, and we got Robert Darby. We need to get Sean Bean or something like that. Like, what are we going to do for our 100th episode? Yeah, but what if we get a guest and we get 37 downloads? <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop getting guests. Oh, well, we did have Pierce Brosnan lined up, but no one would listen anyway, so we just decided not to. Maybe we actually need to do that whole paying for George Lazenby thing for our 100th episode. Oh, we should. What's the fee for it again? Like five grand or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, that's nothing. I mean, you're living in Canada. We do about 10 episodes a year, so I mean, we're still about three years away from our 100th episode, so I don't know. Honestly, 100 bucks a month. You're living in Canada. They give away money to people now, so we can afford it. Yeah. Did Thanks, I just mention to you, this is completely off topic, but like, obviously, you know, there's <laughs> not there's that we've been of... on topic at all. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a lot of assistance going on right now for people who have lost their jobs. Jamie is on EI, not because she E-I-E-I-O. lost her job. Her job's waiting for her when she goes back. <laughs> Employment insurance, if people don't know what oh, that right. is. Okay. <laughs> Unemployment Thanks would be the other up. word. But it's simply because she had the twins, so she's on maternity leave. So she automatically qualifies for employment insurance. Um, they send her an $800 extra, not check, but like $800 extra direct deposit into her account because she was on EI. She didn't lose her job because of coronavirus. <laughs> wow. I told her, like, she's like, oh, well, this is good. I'm like, well, I mean, do you deserve the money? She's like, well, why not? <laughs> well, you, you, you didn't need the money. We, we were surviving like this. This is our regular wages we're getting. And so, well, what if they make us give the money back? I'm like, exactly. What if they make us give the money back? <laughs> I remember back uh, like 2008, 2009, when you had the global financial crisis, our prime minister in Australia, like we avoided recession because he basically was like, nope, I'm going to give everyone money because we need you to spend it in Australia. And the only way to keep us out of recession is by spending on local products. So like the big thing was, was like a lot of people in the country got $900 and all these uh, you know, stores started doing the $900 flat screen TV scale sale, sale. So yeah. essentially everybody ended up buying a big screen TV. I was on a government benefit cause I was at university at the time. So I ended up getting like two grand just because, um, but the day I got my money, my car broke down and it cost me like two grand to get fixed. So it was, <laughs> it was a sign from something there, but, um, yeah, I don't get it. I'm not eligible for any money. I'm not eligible to get any Australia money because I don't live in the country. Didn't get any New Zealand because I'd left by then, and I don't get any here because I'm not a Canadian. So, you know, well, thanks, world. I will share with you if we get another $800 payment and don't need it. What, you'll give me like a dollar? <laughs> I'll, I'll pay for whatever Wooshka wants to charge us for a month for getting too many downloads. <laughs> I'm not going with Wooshka. We're going with that other bloody one that 
doesn't don't get me started. Can anyway, we just say, um... <laughs> we just say uh, Paula has died. Yes, <laughs> Sean Connery doesn't He's even go in. He opens the door, sees her body lying there, and just sort of turns around and walks out. And we just want to—we can actually see the height of the roof there. That does not correlate with the height of the roofs in the room. Yeah, exactly. It's twenty feet high. <laughs> oh, shark fight coming! Um, this location does exist, but it's like a private location. Like somebody owns this house, and you can't just go there. Uh, with I know that. My well, I don't know if they have the shark still, maybe, but um, I, I know that uh, on when I had posted a video of another location that's coming up here on YouTube, somebody actually had sent me a message saying they went to this residence called pa- Palmyra. I think it was called that even in the the movie here, and like it still exists. And I'm like, okay, I'm actually really jealous you got to go there because from everything I saw, it would have taken quite a while. You'd have to take a boat to get there. And then, uh, you know, once you're there, you'd have to ask or try to bribe to be let in, which <laughs> I had no money left to do. <laughs> if only you had that $800 given to you. Now, this guy, things that high def does not improve, this guy looks nothing like Sean Connery. Like, there yeah. are shots with Sean Connery in here, and there's other shots with the stunt double. Who... He's black. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, these sharks. Now, these look like reef sharks, which... I mean, again, I think reef sharks have attacked humans but not killed them. But, like, they're not really man-eaters. Like, come on, that's just going to give eaters. you a bruise. Well, like, that's why at... most people get attacked by sharks. They don't get eaten by them because the yeah. shark will bite you. And it's like, well, this isn't my regular food. Let me let go. And you can clearly see the glass between Connery and the shark yeah. there. Like, <laughs> um, I'm on... Our website, 007.wordpress.com, and we posted the YouTube video to your visiting the location, and I'm kind of watching it right now. Um, oh, yeah, it's coming leave. up. Uh, I think it's the next sequence. Camera work Did you blame to be desired Jamie's there, camera? Colin. Well, I think you're holding the camera right now because you're kind of doing a selfie and then moving it around. Oh, I thought Jamie was my camera woman. <laughs> oh, Jamie's here. Jeez, she's terrible. And I just love Tell him Paul's dead. <laughs> He's just... You've um you've lost weight since this video, no. Colin. <laughs> Have I? Well, that was <laughs> that was right after my. Usually it goes the other way. People get married <laughs> and they balloon out. Um, this was this was also uh, before I was gluten free. Oh, oh, I see. Because we discovered that after a couple of months of being married, and Jamie was wondering why every time she cooked me something, I was feeling sick. <laughs> You know, I'm going to, because um, our honeymoon's in New York, uh, so I'm going to go to, like, Harlem, and I'm going to be like, yeah. this <laughs> is the 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 voodoo store. Uh, this is the highway where they uh, chased along the way in New York. This is the United Nations. I want you to, like, get into a cab there and just say... <laughs> There's a honky on your tail. I want you to get into a cab and be like, take me to a Ku Klux Klan cookout. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure that would go down well. Um... (laughs) I want to go to Thailand and order foo yuck. (laughs) I hope to God they covered this scene in the towels of James Bond. Like, if they didn't, you are never getting my review. 
You know, it's actually crazy. Since we've mentioned the towels, how many towels are in this movie? Like, there really are a bunch. This is why where is they she cut... on top of him. That way, <laughs> why not? Which way do you do it? Well, um, I don't do that, it that, that way last... unless she's got a toy or something. <laughs> don't know how you and Jamie do it. <laughs> wow, we're learning a lot. Strap it on. Uh, but Jamie. that previous, that previous scene when they were in the bathroom and. She, they cut like very abruptly when she lifts the shirt up. That was the scene from the trailer where he originally said the things I do for England. And, uh. and I still don't know why they cut that because like it had been seen in the trailer. It's actually a really great line. And then the way that it cuts is just so abrupt and awkward. This is where they need to like cut this bit here and go, I think she got the point. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the Junkanoo, this is like uh, their big... I think I don't know if it's on Christmas Day or on Boxing Day that the big parade they do, but the main street in Nassau where all the local shops are, there's stands, you know, almost like not like stadium stands, but imagine more like a high school football field or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Bleachers. There's bleachers that just sit on the street 365 days a year just waiting for the Junkanoo. Because and are there people lining up ready for it to go? Like I'm gonna get a good seat. <laughs> it's April. I've got my seat. <laughs> Friends of yours, no doubt. Oh, there's Vargas. Look at him. He looks like freaking Frankenstein's monster. He does. Like he's got an oversized skull. His mouth is gaping wide open. <laughs> you just him to go brains. We um. I should mention with the this film was ranked overall. Uh, if I thanks can, to me. Thanks to me. I had this as third last. I reckon I'd move this down a spot. I reckon I'd put Live oh. and Let Die ahead of this now. Seriously? Um, yeah. Even though I'm still not a Live and Let Die fan. But this just this movie just bores me. So yeah. Um Noah had it nineteenth. And you had it ninth. My goodness. Yeah. 17th overall it came on our list. Uh, one spot ahead of Die Another Day. So Bad your rank. whole logic of moving this down is to try to bump Die Another Day up. Just I didn't it. even realize that until just then. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then you and Noah would just move Die Another Day down with me. Again, just pointing it out. Neither of you had Die Another Day at last. We just had his second last. <laughs> Still, that's a win for me. I always confuse if it was this one or Moonraker. Because um, Moonraker had like the Brazilian Mardi Gras or whatever. Where kind they filmed out. they filmed there before there was even a script. Like months in advance just so they could get the at the location. And then uh, Sprechter. Basically, Mexico loved it so much they created one. Like, hey, that's a good idea. Let's do it. Get out of here! <laughs> there's a lot of yelling in this movie. Can't harm her, man. <laughs> I love that there's an explosion. <laughs> Someone's burning, Colin. Someone's burning. He's on fire. <laughs> I also appreciate how the gun actually says smoke gun on it. <laughs> That's like Dr. No Everything being labeled. And why are they walking um, with dice on their head? <laughs> I just want to say, Jamie and I watched Birds of Prey last night, and hands down, best scene in the movie when the guy's face is on fire. <laughs> yeah. I thought you'd appreciate that scene. 
Do you think they should bring that? But why is that dog just that dog's pissing on the street? Did you see that dog? There was a dog in the there was a dog in the middle of the street doing a piss. I've never noticed that before. (laughs) (laughs) Am I a a long way ahead of you? I don't know. What are you seeing right now? Uh, they're running Connery's in between, like the bee-looking people with the black no, and yellow. No, I'm the exact same spot. I just didn't. Oh, we the missed dog. it. There is definitely a dog pissing in the background. There are a lot of white people on this float for you know Nassau. Yeah, which and that's not me making a racist comment. Like I, I was in Nassau, and I can tell you that you see white people as tourists. There are white people who live there, but it's few and far between enough that. We went into some shop and there was a lady there um, who was white and Jamie was just like, oh, how long have you been here? And she was like, I was born here. (laughs) Like, it's just you don't expect it. Racist Jamie. Yeah. (laughs) I remember somebody did that. I I don't know where I was in Australia. And we we got talking to someone who was clearly of Asian descent. And so, like, my friend was like, oh, so how long have you been here for in Australia? And they're like, I'm Australian. I was born here and lived here like just because you look asian you mustn't be from here this reminds me i want this to be jingle all the way i want connery to get in a turbo man suit jamie (laughs) have connery and schwarzenegger ever done a movie together i highly doubt it (laughs) mr freeze <laughs> runs into a random guy and bumps into him. There's the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Club. Does this exist? The Kiss Kiss Club? No, I think it was um, where they filmed this was. You've probably heard of the Atlanta uh, or Atlantis Resort. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think that this is basically where the Atlantis Resort is now, which is actually where the location for my YouTube video was just on the other side of as well. Um, Sean, you didn't use soap and you didn't wash your hands for 20 seconds. Um, now he's just sticking hello. a bleeding leg in a sink. Spreading coronavirus. Patient zero, Sean Connery. Shit, I have coronavirus. <laughs> Actually, we don't want him to get coronavirus. He's old. He'll die. Stop talking about people dying. <laughs> I know, you know, actually, in, in our weird defense of that, right? So that was brought up in that episode. He died like 24 hours later. We get it. But in about two or three episodes prior to that, we had also talked about Bond actors dying. Apparently that's all we talk about. <laughs> I'm surprised every episode you don't go, Timothy Dalton, are you still alive? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell me you were married. <laughs> Should have been like, tell me your mother was here. What about scars of James Bond? The scars of just Bond? Scarfs, like what you put around your neck. Oh, scarf. Like the scarf, scarf of James Bond. Scarf. 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 <laughs> Tattoos of James Bond. Number one, Muffy. <laughs> hey, this is uh, probably one of the better henchmen, henchwoman deaths too, though. Oh, yeah. And is this where he sits down and is just like, don't mind her. She's yeah. just dead. She's just dead. <laughs> I do like the, the tension of this scene, though. Like, I, I oh, do like great. this scene. 
And I love over eager bongo guy. <laughs> That's like um, uh, was was it the uh, Doctor No guy, Dr. the no dancing guy? guy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the editing I, in this movie is fantastic. Yeah, just the way they kind of keep cutting to the henchman and then looking, and the we gun. see the gun and the. How does that not go through her? And why is that just tomato sauce? Yeah, like, his fingers are covering the entry wound, and yet his fingers aren't shot off. There it is. It is a one, a terrible one-liner. Come on. But, like, Connery can pull it off. Yeah, Connery does, but it's just... It's... Ugh. I always use this movie the, the example, the example of, as the example <laughs> of how bad one-liners can be pulled off by a good bond because even the one of my favorites which is i think you got the point like the line itself is awful but the way connery delivers it you just want to cheer what are what are some other oh sydney i see the word sydney um what are what are some good one-liners that are delivered bad uh must have scared delivering daylight time <laughs> that's because you can know what i do with my little finger hey that's a great line Oh, that's a disgusting line. Think about Finger it. Finger looking good. He, I, you uh, notice how much M is sticking up for 007 in this movie? Earlier, it's like if crushed. 007 saw him, then he saw him now. If 007 thought he was on to something, then he thought he was <laughs> on to something. <laughs> Those helicopters are weird. This is the uh, one where they had to flip the famous scene where they had to flip the uh, the, the the film. Because they're like, uh oh, we don't have them flying back in the opposite direction. <laughs> they did that in Diamonds Are Forever as well with a the car. They had to like reverse the footage because they did it wrong, like coming out the wrong. Oh side no, they had to. Uh, they had to tilt it because of the the, the car coming out on the angle, mm. on the wrong angle. Yeah, you're right. What shirt is he wearing? Looks like he's wearing like a freaking tablecloth around his neck. <laughs> Bond or Felix? Felix. And why is he wearing a, a MAGA hat? <laughs> and where's his sunglasses? The one yeah. time he's out in daylight, no sunglasses. He actually looks so much younger there, doesn't he? Like, without the, the sunglasses and wearing the hat. Yeah. Is this the one where... No, Bond doesn't use the manta ray suit in this one, does he? The what suit? He's like a stingray manta ray suit. Is it? It's not this oh, one, is it? That might be never seen ever again. <laughs> Look at this old school tech. Not as bad as it when Noah thought there was a movie where Bond punches the camel. <laughs> <laughs> thought he punched what? Noah legitimately thought there was a Bond movie where he punched a camel. <laughs> oh, poor shark. Don't kill the shark. Those things are pests like kangaroos there. But they're sharks. I want to see a kangaroo with a freaking laser beam on its head. I still remember before we went on our honeymoon, Jamie's dad, who was like super serious about this, uh, he was saying, don't, whatever you do, promise me you're not going to go in the water there. She's like, well, that's the entire point about going to the Caribbean (laughs) is to go to a beach and go in the water. It's like, don't go in the water. They got sharks there. It's like, they got sharks 
lots of places. Like, <laughs> sharks are drawn to our family's blood. We have lots of family members who have been eaten by sharks. Promise what? me you won't go in the water. And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's like, there's something in our blood that sharks like to eat. Don't go in the water. <laughs> Are you the Brody family? Do sharks go from, like, Amity <laughs> Island to, like, the other side and, like, literally chase you down for revenge? <laughs> How many people have been eaten by sharks in a family? I'm like, I'm intrigued. Is this a thing? I don't think any, but he was insistent. <laughs> There's something in our blood. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back through the history of shark deaths in the last hundred years. And every single last name <laughs> is Jamie's maiden name. Uh, <laughs> Hilding. <laughs> Her maiden name is Hilding? <laughs> You're wow, a close we really family. shouldn't have been married. <laughs> Why haven't sharks, like, eaten these people? Yeah, there's sharks at, well, the net. The net's keeping them out. <laughs> <laughs> you do kind of... Okay, I'll give a fair criticism here. You do the kind sharks of... sharks in forget- the net there. <laughs> now he can get in, because he, he followed Connery's path. He... <laughs> But, like, you do kind of forget about the brother at this point in the movie. Like, it's been long enough, at this point, probably an hour since the last time you saw him, that, like, who who can even recognize this wide-eyed corpse underwater? Yeah. Well, I mean, can you actually have a scuba diver with just one tank on their back and a little thing? Like, I, I feel that's not able to be... I, I don't know scuba diving. <laughs> I've been snorkeling. Pretty much the same thing, right? I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still just having this conversation of Jamie's father going like, <laughs> sharks eat us. <laughs> if we go to an aquarium, the shark is at the window with a knife and a fork <laughs> licking its lips. They could smell Jaws us. five. <laughs> Jamie <laughs> revenge. <laughs> How have we never done Jaws of Revenge? We should do that oh, next year. Oh, we've got to. Shark roars. Okay, I, I'm, oh. I'm just saying this right now. I'll also add to it. If, you know, Taylor's with Love does not do an episode on Domino's bathing suit in this movie, oh. then I'm also out. Well, it's about to come off right now. I'm about to have <laughs> bubbles. <laughs> the bubbles. The bubbles tickle my Tchaikovsky. <laughs> and again, they've got tanks on. Like, they're using excessive oxygen during that act. Like, they're dead. <laughs> well, they're only, like, 20 feet down. It chafes and it hurts and it like just water's not good for sex. <laughs> Please stop there. I think her. Oh no! You have to pee on her foot now. She trod on yeah, her urchin. They should have ended the scene that way. I need I someone to pee on my hand. <laughs> Here we go. Now turn over. See, that's appropriate. When did he put that shirt on? They just came out of the water, and he's got a shirt with the flaps open. He's sucking the thing out of a foot. Ugh. Well, Ugh. It's on the foot. I mean, I'd be okay. Don't tell me you're a foot fetish. It's just, no, it's just... no, not at all. But, I mean, Ugh. if you have the opportunity to suck something out of Domino at least once, are you not at least going to take that opportunity? I wouldn't, even suck... I wouldn't even suck Natalie Portman's feet. I hate feet. <laughs> Uh, this I don't think I've ever said this on any of our shows, but I have odorless Uh-oh. feet. I'm not kidding. It's the worst <laughs> thing in the world. I run marathons, 
And Jamie will be like, how is it your feet don't stink? And meanwhile, with her and with Casper, they wake up in the morning, they shower, and five minutes later, they're like, what is that god-awful stench? I'm learning so much about you guys today, Jamie's <laughs> blood is appealing to sharks, you have odorless feet. You're like a superhero. <laughs> it's my superpower. My feet don't stink. <laughs> Why is Domino now in front of a green screen? Like, yeah, they were literally on a beach. <laughs> this place is called Love Beach, by the way. Like, that's the actual name of this beach. High definition doesn't do a good favor there for uh, the makeup running. <laughs> oh, here it comes. The death of the iconic henchman. And why is Connery wearing, like, dad sunglasses? It was the style at the time. You must trust me. You know, his, his entire wardrobe is pink in this movie. I do appreciate the fact that Vargas just parks on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so stupid. Stupid Vargas. I, I'm not even joking. If we were to do an episode on just who is the worst henchman, we we had the henchman episode, but we intentionally left certain people off. If we did an episode on the worst henchman, is there anybody worse than Vargas? Uh, who's the guy in You Only Live Twice? Was there a henchman in You Only Live Twice? I mean, there was it's not, Helga it's not Brand. Hans, is it? Oh, Hans? Yeah, Hans would be up there, I guess. But, like, at least Hans had a size he was physically imposing vargas is like what five foot six maybe 98 pounds <laughs> i love that <laughs> i think it got the <laughs> i love that one line that's just classic bond like that's it's, just it's maybe sean connery's best delivery ever i'd agree with that that's like it's just like this is again let's let's bring up brosnan because why not you know like They'll print anything these days and save by the bell. Like, it's just, it's so Connery. Yeah. Um, yeah, he probably would be the worst. I mean, come on, Davidoff isn't on that list. <laughs> Davidoff might be on my list. <laughs> no! Boo! That became like a real debate in our henchman episode, by the way, people. <laughs> I would have legitimately had Davidoff really high on that list. Well, it was one of these things where we were like, um coming up with a list of henchmen and it just constantly kept coming up. It's like, yeah, but you know, we're not going to include Davidov. And then in the end, Noah's sort of like, so what is the thing with Davidov? Like, why, <laughs> why do we talk so much about Davidov? I think, I don't also, know. This is, must... this is where my YouTube video is filmed. Yeah. Which I saw right this. where that bridge is, is where the Atlantis resort is where they wouldn't let you in. Of course. Um, I think cause I would have listened to the world is not enough commentary a lot recently than the world is enough episode but we legitimately did talk about like oh how would davidov rank you know and like i'm thinking like <laughs> we were gonna rank him <laughs> he ranked as na <laughs> yeah <laughs> is he wearing he's wearing pink underwear sandal things nice no, sandals yeah what about ranking the bond underwear yeah he's got a nice bulge in his pants there too by the way he's a bad tan line though connery's Connery's well packed. <laughs> well, you could imagine. Well, let's let's go look at Craig coming out of the water. Was did he have a bigger bulge as that? Well, let's go back. Let's re- let's do the bulges of Bond rankings. 
Oh, we never get to see Brosnan's bulge. I'm sure we see it in Goldeneye when he's wrapped in the towel. Do we ever see Brosnan emerge from the water? Um, he's die another in day. A spa tank in Goldeneye. Um, I mean, he swims in Die Another Day. He's in a but pajama. That's ice. No, no, no. I know, I know the difference between ice and water, Ben. I live in Canada. <laughs> no, I'm talking about when he jumps off the boat. Snappy Collins back. <laughs> it's it's the odorless feet, you know. Yeah. <laughs> snap. I know the difference between ice and water, Ben. I live in Canada. <laughs> I sound like I'm from Wyoming or something now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my good Wyoming accent. Hello to all our... I don't even know Wyoming has an accent. <laughs> I'm from Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> remember that episode when i snorted that was funny it's just reminding me again so off topic we're just a lot of underwater photography now which by oh, the way, this is literally the next hour of the movie people <laughs> swimming underwater now here we are but um, uh, i do this thing whenever i'm imitating jamie where i do the voice like but my name is Jamie. <laughs> do it like that. And then she doesn't even intentionally do it, but she'll always be like, "Stop! I don't sound like that." And she'll end up sounding exactly the way I'm impersonating her. What is that? My name is Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I love Colin. Okay. <laughs> Colin, come give me another baby. <laughs> I love you, Jackman. <laughs> I'm from Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> Thought I forgotten you. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Colin, stop recording and look after your children. <laughs> Here, let me let me uh, also give you another peek inside our world. Uh, oh, I'm loving this. This is like keeping up with the Hildings. Uh, oh, you know, my God. Casper's a handful on his own. You add twin babies on top of that. And, you know, often when I'm recording these episodes, you know, it, it could be a bit of a handful for Jamie. Almost every single time, she'll be like, when are you recording? It's fine. Take whatever time you need. Take whatever time you need. And every single time I come downstairs after finishing recording, and she's like, they have been a nightmare. <laughs> I thought you were going to be two hours. It's been way longer than that. I'm like, it's hang been on, two hang hours on, Colin, and Colin, ten minutes. Colin, impersonate your wife. Come on. They have been a nightmare. It's been so loud. I don't sound like that. <laughs> She, you know, she sounds like she sounds like the um in Monsters Inc. The Mister Wazowski, where have you been? <laughs> the desk woman. <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> slowly morphing into Fran Drescher again. <laughs> oh, Fran! We need to do Beautician and the Beast. We have to do it. <laughs> Well, actually, in all seriousness, like, once we've done the commentaries, we should maybe, and like until we can do rankings properly with Noah, we should actually like set out maybe once a month do a movie featuring a Bond, like just yeah. you know. Well, that let's, was, we well, were going to do that, weren't we? 
yeah, we had a huge list of like all these movies that other Bond actors, you know, a lot of things that would actually, you know, fit in like the Thomas Crown Affair, which you will soon hear on the Oz Network. Um, I talk about doing the Sharp movies, which was Sean Bean, that even though they take place in the 1800s, they have a very Bond-like feel to them. Um, and then we had Zardoz, which has yeah. to be the first one. I don't even care about waiting. Like, let's just do Zardoz next month. I'm not even joking. Let's do Zardoz. I mean, are we doing just a recap? Are we doing a commentary? What are we doing with it? Take your pick. Like, it, it's not going to matter with that movie. Nobody understands what's going on in that I think movie. we do a recap. A recap would be better. Let's um, do a recap of Zardoz next month. Okay, because I think after this, we've got 10 commentaries to go. So we'll still draw a commentary out so we know what we'll eventually yeah. do. But, um... I'm down with that. Can we, the month after, can we do Beautician and the Beast? <laughs> Please. <Yes. laughs> Those are bonus episodes. If anybody wants to uh, sign up for our Patreon, let us know. <laughs> We've got one? Oh, we better get it started. Well, we're, 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 um, we're looking for volunteers at this point. <laughs> well, 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 okay. Well, I think we should just legitimately just do for the next six months because, I mean, that's basically <laughs> what it means between now and No Time to Die. So... We'll take a break from commentaries, and maybe we will just do a, a, a film each month, or maybe two a month. We don't know how, how many we end up getting around to. We will just do each Bond actor in a different movie for the next six episodes. How does that sound? Uh, and we're starting with Zardoz? Yeah, well, let's, let's do it in order of the um, the actors, shall we? So we'll do okay. Zarb, whatever the hell it's called. How the hell are we going to find a Lazenby movie? Uh <laughs> We could just do Becoming Bond. We could. We should. We, we, we meant to anyways. Well, let's... Okay, let's try and find one. And if we don't, we will do Becoming Bond. Uh, what Roger Moore was in the Spice Girls movie. Should we do the Spice Girls movie? <laughs> uh, well, let's let's pick something he's at least the star of. Ah, oh, damn it. Um, we will do Beautician and the Beast. Um, shall, I mean, I want to do Dante's Peak, but I mean, I feel we need to save that for yeah. the Oz Network. Um... Oh, Mamma Mia, uh, do we dare? Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on, let's do it. Bugger it. We're doing Zardo. No, We're doing Mamma Mia. I'm not doing Mamma Mia. <laughs> I do Mamma Mia the day you do Cats. But we're doing Cats, aren't we? Um, Are we? Didn't you say? Uh, what's a, Give me a Brosnan movie then. Like uh, a bad Brosnan movie. Well, we want a bad one. I don't know. To be continued. We're going to do Zardoz. We're going to do Petition and the Beast. To be continued on the others. And Tomb Raider! Uh, we did Tomb Raider already. It was miserable. Give me give me a Craig movie. What about, like, the girl with the... What was it? Oh, no, I don't have time for that again. <laughs> you, you think this is long? Try sitting through that. Um, we do Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, yeah, can we? I've always wanted to see that. <laughs> well, when you see it, you may regret it, but... It's Han Solo and James Bond, and there's Cowboys and Aliens. It sells itself. You, yeah, it, you, you think so. <laughs> Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> okay, done. There's our next six episodes. And look, let, let's, let's, we might do two a month. Who knows? Um, yeah. I mean, we got plenty of time. Exactly. You know, the world. You keep saying that to us. me, and we're still doing it on weekends like usual. We haven't been doing any extra episodes. What are you talking about? I've got yeah. the time. You don't. <laughs> Stupid you working still? Yeah, I s- still got a job, essential services. <laughs> I don't like. Here's the really sad thing. This isn't even like you know getting too much detail, but like I'm allowed to work from home, you know, but I'm basically at the office every single day because I have to cover for somebody else in case they have to go to the bathroom and we don't want to miss something. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the wow. reason why I'm working out of an office still. All right, so I'm looking at some Lazenby films here. 
he was in the 1972 Universal Soldier. I'm guessing that's not the Jean-Claude Van Damme one. Definitely different. But I, I do really appreciate the tagline on the poster. It says, James Bond's George Lazenby is the Universal Soldier. This man's business is weapons. Uh, <laughs> um, I love how Jermaine Greer, like, she acts. Oh, that's scary. Um, I mean, this movie seems awesome, but can we find it? I just want to say a side note here. That was like a really big torture scene in the book that basically all gets cut out here. There's the Kentucky Fried movie, but there's only a cameo he's got. Um, The Man from Hong Kong, that was a pretty famous one with him in it, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I've heard of that one before. 75. Man from Hong Kong. Um, it was a Jimmy film Wayne made when George Lazenby. Well, it was a Hong Kong and Australia production, so maybe that's why I've heard it before. Maybe because I've heard about that in Australia. I mean, look, we'll, 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 the, the problem is we've got to find one of these. I don't think that Universal Soldier 1971, yeah. The Man from Hong Kong, are readily <laughs> available. Um, I say we just we'll, do Becoming Bond. Oh, he was in five episodes of General Hospital. <laughs> I'll, look, I will. I will find these. I will try and find them. And again, if we cannot find them, we will do becoming Bond. All right. Again, that's kind of cheating because I really do want to find like a, a legit Lazenby film. Um, because but, I, I, mean, I want to see him acting. George Lazenby. But it's just him talking. Like it's it's not him what? acting. He's still in the majority of the movie. He's in all the movie. It's him it's about his own life. Well, yeah, I'm going to find it. Um, if we I'm going to find a Brosnan one. If we really want to have some fun, we could do Pierce Brosnan as Robinson Crusoe, shirtless for a whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just going through his movies here, like After the Sunset, not a very good movie. Um, Laws of Attraction, not a very good movie. Matador is a good movie. But do we want to do a good one? Do we want to do a bad one? Okay, so we're doing a bad Connery. Probably a bad Lazenby. Uh, what are we doing for Roger Moore? Uh, we haven't decided yet. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I mean, we're doing a brilliant one for Dalton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually do remember remember as a kid liking The Beautician and the Beast. Like, I actually remember liking I that movie. I never saw it. <laughs> um, I, I, mean, we, I mean, what Cowboys and Aliens, you said, is kind of bad. You know what is um, a really good movie is The Taylor of Panama with Pierce Brosnan and Jeffrey Rush. I think I've heard of that. What was that one he did with Jackie Chan recently? He did one with Jackie Chan? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the Foreigner. Yeah, that's a decent movie. Or we could do The Only Living Boy in New York. <laughs> um, oh, he was in, instead of It, he was in IT. You know what? The November <laughs> Man. That is the oh, most Bond-like movie he made. It's also got, you know, a Bond girl in it. It really should be The November Man. All right. Well, look. You choose a. You choose a. Um, a I'm choosing one. I'm the gonna, November Man. Okay, I'm going to look for a Roger Moore one. Oh, we're at the uh, climax of the movie here. Oh, <laughs> oh shit! Here we are. Uh, <laughs> we knew this was going to happen, people. Um, and, and like, just an observation here: if people are watching along with us, um, or if you're like me when you do, you know, other podcasts when they do these commentary things, I just listen to it and then don't watch along. Um, but all the swimmers in the water wearing head to toe, you know, full arm cover, full leg color, red tights. Connery's got to be shortless because it's the only way you're going to know. And he's the only one 
without a mask covering his head. And Largo happens to be the only one with a mask not covering his head. So you could tell them apart in the water, I guess. Because you're like three hours into this, watching this chase sequence. <laughs> and and I, I still don't understand how these people keep shooting multiple arrows when you'd have to reload them because, like, you know, it's not yeah. like a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, I found a movie here called The Man Who Haunted Himself. Uh, Roger Moore said it was the fil- his favorite film he ever did. Um, and it is a variation on the Jekyll and Hyde story. What's the plot? Um, a variation on the Jekyll and Hyde story. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I... I... We're, we're giving the list now, but like once we actually search for some of these movies, if we find that they're difficult to find, we will scratch them and put something that's easier for people to to watch along with us. So, <laughs> a, a London businessman's bad alter ego escapes, takes a mistress, and takes over his life and wife. That is the plot of the man who haunted himself. I'm looking at this movie right now, and this is a pre-James Bond Roger Moore. He's got like a creepy. Monopoly Man moustache, almost. (laughs) (laughs) I'm weirdly looking forward to these films that we're going to be doing. He played Sherlock Holmes in Sherlock Holmes in New York? Of course he did. Uh, (laughs) Elementary, my dear Watson. With Patrick McNee as Watson. Tibbet! This is Bond and Tibbet together as Sherlock and, and Watson. Well, there's also the cannibal, the cannibal run, cannonball Can- the run, cannibal run? <laughs> the, can- the cannonball run with Burt Reynolds and Farrah Fawcett in it. He made a lot of like war movies here. I'm seeing. Oh, this makes me sad. He was in a movie called The Man Who Wouldn't Die. Oh, oh until you but killed him. But he did him. die. Uh, he was actually a star. That was 1995. So that would be really old, Roger Moore. 1995, you said? No- yeah, 1995. The Man Who Wouldn't Die. Directed by Bill Condon. It's got Eric McCormick in it. It's got Will in it from Will and Grace. Can we watch this? Oh, boy. He must be a baby in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Eric McCormick in anything but Will and Grace. And, like, we could also just do an episode or two of The Saint if we wanted. And that means we could do General Hospital featuring yeah. George Lazenby. <laughs> And then we could just do uh, Remington Steel. We could also with Daniel Craig as well. I mean, he was just in Knives Out, wasn't he? And that's a brand new mm-hmm. movie. Anyway, coming soon. Uh, meanwhile, they're still underwater. Um, <laughs> but this is a great sequence. Like, if you well, this if, made our Hall of Fame, it just goes on for about eight hours. Yeah, like if if you were to cut, let's say, ten minutes out of this, like, do you have any complaints about the sequence? Cut about twenty minutes out of it. Um, <laughs> It just it, it seriously just drags on forever. Um, no, like I think it's a good sequence. Again, like it's it made our Hall of Fame, and I don't think we had much of an option really. Um, also, making our Hall of Fame was the he got the point and the jetpack. Because mm-hmm. um, I again, I feel like I've undersold the jetpack. I was obsessed with the jetpack in those earlier episodes. We, we <laughs> Wasn't our sixties episode, episode called? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the jetpack. Talk again. about the jetpack again. That's how we ended up with our end of decade episodes all being like, let's talk about. You know this. Let's not talk about Madonna again and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, this is a good sequence. And we we need to work out, by the way. And why is also Connery wearing like a g-string there? Like his one piece is like going yeah. under his shorts. Um, <laughs> so we've kind of established that our 
because if you listen to our best ofs, we kind of have capped them at each of the Bond actors. We kind of did the decades, and then for Brosnan, we obviously... Yeah, oh, and we're, we're waiting to do the Craig one until After No Time to Die, because obviously that episode is going to be hilarious, so we're just assuming there'll be best of moments from that episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what are we going to do for an end of decade? Because we already did the end of decade one for... Do we have to do another one? Or do we... How do we for, do that? Well, we do an end of the Craig era one, I think. Which is kind of just what we've already done with an extra film. <laughs> <laughs> did we do one of those? We we did. We did one covering all four Craig films. Ah, oh, then then oh, we that's scratch a it kill. and we do a let's talk about the commentaries again or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we can do some sort of updated one. Like we'll just our homework will be to listen to our Craig one. And oh, then we've got time for that. Why do we have such an elongated view on a lobster like struggling in the water? This is like all the great stuff they did with like the cutting back and forth in the the Junkanoo sequence. And here it's like, you know. Fist flies, cut to a crab. <laughs> Knife drops, cut to an eel. I do love that brutal death, though, before when he stabbed that thing into the guy's eye. That was cool. Yeah. Well, this whole sequence, like, logistically, think about how difficult this would be to pull off. Because this is all underwater photography. And I think the number was something like 25% of this movie was shot underwater. Doesn't surprise me. Feels like 25% of the movie's happening right now. <laughs> well, it is. Oh, and there's an octopus now. What is with yeah, all the bloody animals? Keep cutting to all the sea creatures. Okay, that guy took way too long to die. Like, his tank, like, exploded and he was like, huh? He has plenty of like, time Pfft. to die, you might say. He's got plenty of time to swim to the surface. It's literally pushing him up to the surface. It's only there. The, the surface isn't even that high. Like, why are all these people still fighting underwater? <laughs> he got shot in the wrist and he's dead? Oh, oh no, he's swimming to elbow. the top. And he's not dead. <laughs> oh no, here comes a shark. Yeah. You better swim. Remember, they're not interested in uh, humans, unless you've got the blood of Jamie's family. My blood is so filled <laughs> with shark catnip. Shark nip. Okay, there is a lot of blood there, so the shark should legitimately be attracted to them right now. <laughs> but there's so much going on, he just can't follow it. Oh, that's the point. That's why we're seeing the shark. Oh, don't kill the shark! This animal's cru- this movie's cruel to animals. Shark looks fine. That shark got like literally two hours. I reckon they've legitimately actually killed that shark. Probably. Remember that time the horse fell off the cliff and never seen it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! Brilliant time. <laughs> it's like a horse. And a <laughs> what is it with horses on this podcast? That wasn't a good-looking horse. <laughs> Connery can really swim, though. Yes, I can swim. He you can probably that... swim the 100 metres in under 5.9 yeah. seconds. <laughs> um, we, I, I don't know if we talked about this. Did we do a commentary on Inlative twice? Uh, we have not. Okay. Yeah, because it wasn't his... Connery's wife was the swimming double in that movie for um, Kissy, wasn't she? Kissy. Kiss, yeah, yeah. And Connery lives... She also threatened to kill herself. Yeah, yes. Uh, Connery lives in the Bahamas now, and I think I've mentioned on here, I when we were driving to the airport, um, we I saw the area that he lived in, which is all the mansions, just on their own private beaches. And I just left the camera rolling. I'm like, one day 
I will be able to go back on this and say one of these houses was Sean Connery's house. And you knocked on the door and gave him the Britney Spears songbook. There were so many, like, before we got married, there were so many friends I had that I had talked enough about James Bond and our honeymoon that uh, they were saying, I'm actually kind of concerned that Colin's going to get arrested for stalking Sean Connery in the Bahamas. <laughs> I also appreciate you said before I was married, I had friends. So basically, <laughs> since you got married, Jamie's high-pitched strill is like, oh, I don't want to have any friends. Yeah. <laughs> See, he could take off his flippers. How come Domino couldn't earlier? And why isn't he sucked into that engine? Oh, we're going to get the, the supersonic oh, speedboat. Here we go. Why is that boat, like, on its side? I know, it's, like, it's capsizing. But, like, th- there is a reason why they sped it up in this movie. Because you can't illustrate speed with a boat. It's just impossible to film. Which is the whole reason why it made no sense to make Speed 2 about a movie in a boat. <laughs> Oh, there's a movie. That was on TV last night as well. I almost watched it. As I remember as a kid, I used to watch that more often than I'd watch the first one. But like, you know when you're a kid and you're stupid and you don't yes. realize things are bad? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but have- I always love Willem Dafoe. Like, Willem Dafoe just is so incredibly, terribly great in that movie. Like, I'll say this about Speed 2. If it had not been called Speed and you had made that just a disaster movie about a boat, it would have been an okay movie. Like, there's nothing wrong with it as a movie. It's just, it's not speed. It's the dumbest <laughs> idea ever to make that a speed movie. Still, just every time I think about speed, I just think of The Simpsons. And the bus <laughs> that couldn't slow down. <laughs> uh, I need, we, that's one thing we should... coming from there. They, did, did they do that to obstruct the view? I can't remember. We don't see that gun that says smoke gun on it. Yeah. <laughs> We we need to do that um, Simpsons episode, the Bond parody Simpsons episode. They did a Bond parody Simpsons episode. The the one with that the villain guy where, bo- uh, oh, where Homer yeah. works. Oh, we're coming What's up with lots name? of great content here. Seriously, if people are interested in a Patreon and you want to, you know, give us a little bit of money, help to keep the show going. Now that uh, we're being gouged for having too many <laughs> listeners, then we will give you some of these great bonus episodes. <laughs> How about we actually get off our ass and start these Patreons for our podcast and we probably wouldn't complain. We actually, we legitimately might actually make money off it. We don't know. Like We've got like 3,000 listeners. So. I found a, a, quite an average podcast this past week that has something like 35... It's Vision. <laughs> the Taylors of Bod. No, still haven't the heard the show. I'm actually lap. really curious to listen to it now. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm like, they have 35 Patreons? Like, it's for $2 a month, but still, like, that's something. That's seventy dollars. We've got got t-shirts we're planning too. Some fun t-shirts. Who wouldn't want a Vargas t-shirt that says he does not make love? I just want to create a silhouette of Vargas's ugly head. (laughs) Yes, giant, giant, uh, over-exaggerated skull with a bad comb over. (laughs) The number one one that we're going to sell is, of course, Timothy Dalton's cheesy grin on the Ferris wheel. (laughs) Here's a sped up fight. We're not even talking about how stupid this looks. I like the fight scene, normal speed. <laughs> what about 300 kilometers an hour right now? They should be pinned to the roof at how fast this is going. And every single time, it's like zooming closer to the rocks. And that speed is going. It's hit the rocks about 100 times. Look at it. Nee. I think they just broke the speed of sound. <laughs> this is the Britney Spears of boats. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> this boat's going 100 meters in 5.97 seconds. And that steering wheel is just spinning around and around in circles. Like, it should be just yes. doing donuts. They're not changing directions as he's turning. He's just turning it back and forth and they're going straight. <laughs> and that was a really awkward cut there when Largo punched him and then kind of, like, it cut to another punch. Like, it was terrible editing of that bit. It's sad, though. Look, he's just hit the rocks right there, and somehow we avoided it. They're going, how fast are they going? This is so bad. Like, it's sad because the fight scene inside the boat's pretty solid. And, like, this death scene here, fantastic. (laughs) Another one of Connery's best deliveries. Let's be honest. How many Connery movies in a row does he, where he basically doesn't do anything and he has somebody else save him? That's what's so great about it. I'll leave you the music here. Dun, dun. They're about to hit the rocks, meanwhile, in the background. Look. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I love You're that. You're glad. <laughs> Who's he? I don't know, but he helped me. <laughs> it's the guy who saved the day in Goldfinger. <laughs> oh, <this is laughs> I learned to swim. Never too late to learn. <laughs> and going at this speed, if you jump out of that boat, you're probably dead. And how does that boat explode? Well, this was uh, that other story that the explosion was – they wanted a small explosion, but they used too much explosive. So it was so big that it actually blew out the windows on Bay Street, which is where that junk canoe is, which we're probably talking a couple of kilo- – like at least a kilometer or two away from where they wow. filmed this. That explosion blew out windows of shops. Like that's crazy. I really want there to be some follow-ups to these Bond movies where basically he ends up, like, you know, untying the rope and let's just, oh, lol, let's just fuck in the ocean. <laughs> like, we already see that Connery just walks away from a woman after he's done it. So, like, what is he? Oh, shit, now we've got to get rescued. Like, I get it. It's a great ending. But, God, just wait to the hotel room, you horny prick. But, like, I'm, I'm very torn on this ending because I, I love the idea about the sky hook, you know? But... To me, it doesn't feel like a Bond movie because you have they don't speak at all once they hit the water. Like, I feel like there should be at least a line of dialogue here. It doesn't need to be, like, yeah. a cheesy thing or, like, take me around the world one more time. But just it feels like it needs something, not just Skyhook up in the sky. James Bond will return. Hitch me, baby. Yeah, one more one time. More time. <laughs> and it does kind of feel weird the way it ends with the... But cool that this is a real thing. A real plane? Well, no, the, the skyhook was something that was actually used. And wouldn't that, like, the way they jerked them up, like, wouldn't that, like, break your neck or something like that? <laughs> At that speed, probably. Well, I mean, not as fast as the boat. No, we've gone through this entire episode. We didn't even mention that Claudine Auger plays Domino, just died. As did Pussy Galore. We've lost yeah. a couple. Well, I mean, wow. we're just covering this movie and, like, tribute to her, you know? Great Bond girl. Yeah. She died in between yeah. the last episode and this. Who Who is it? I mean, is there ever going to be... A, I mean, if there was going to be a Bond Girl tribute episode, we probably should have done it for um for Pussy Galore, but... Um... <laughs> I want to throw this out there. <laughs> I thought... I showed it to Jamie, and she thought it was funny, too, and I explained the context. That, uh, the joke we sort of had was when we, in our group chat, were like, you know, oh, um, uh, what's her name? Honor Blackman died or whatever. And uh, I had pointed out that Ben ranked her at 14th for Bond Girls. I'm like, this is what killed her. <laughs> and then you'd put up a tweet about, you know, one of the all-time great Bond Girls. So I just felt like I had to reply. I'm like, at least in the top 14. <laughs> You're a dick. Um... <laughs> I, 
but seriously, like, yeah, iconic. You know, we, we should have at least mentioned that. <laughs> but we're losing Bond girls now. We are. Yeah, and we'll probably lose another Bond between now and our next episode. But, um, you know, fingers crossed it's David Niven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> David Niven's long dead. Yes, we don't have to worry about it. Is David Niven dead? Um, um, we don't have to do... No, f- I, I... I'm looking. Yes, 1983. He was <laughs> dead before I was born. Um, the Battle anyway. of the Bonds killed him, that he wasn't invited. <laughs> uh, shall we... Uh, any final words on Thunderball before... Again, I know we're not doing any commentary next, but we'll, you know... I mean, you're glad we... Well, welcome back to 007. I think the one movie we stayed on topic for the most was the one we were in the same room together, Die Another Day. Yes, so, the um, time. <laughs> when, when you come out this way at the end of the year for my wedding, um, we will have to work out a night where we can do one of these in person again. Mm-hmm. Um, something like Die Another Day Redux no. coming soon. <laughs> Uh, so we will still draw out a commentary uh, right now just because I feel we need to have one in the books. Um, we've got 10 left if my calculations are correct. So we have done uh, we've done 14, so we've got 10 to go. Just quickly before I do this, we've only got two more Conneries, uh, one more Dalton, funnily enough, uh, only one more Brosnan, two more Craigs, and like 30 more... Uh, moors apparently so <laughs> we haven't done many moors um all right where where's our where's david hedges andrew, andrew hedges andrew hedges was it, i was about to say david niven <laughs> all right so we are at andrew.hedges.name forward slash experiments forward slash random let's press get random the number that i have been given is number 18 oh and it's tomorrow never dies oh. our last process one that we haven't done Woohoo! Uh, why do i feel um, like we did this commentary we haven't done Tomorrow Never Dies. We've done Goldeneye. We've done The World Is Not Enough. We've done Die Another Day. We have not done Tomorrow Never Are Dies. Are you sure? 100% sure. Hmm. I remember all the Brosnan ones. Because okay. Goldeneye was muffy conversation a long time. Uh, World Is Not Enough, we... That was the Fran Drescher episode where we were trying to work out better 90s actresses than Denise Richards. Die Another Day, we did in person. Um, and yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. We've never done it before, hmm. so... Yay! Brosnan! 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 Maybe it was in my dream with the giant tortoises or something. (laughs) Maybe, because by the time we've released this, as we said before, Brosnan's done all of his movies on YouTube. (laughs) So, who knows? Um, Thanks uh, to all 3,000 of you for listening. Uh, If you do like us, follow us on all our social medias. Keep an eye out if we end up doing our Patreon, because, you know, we're poor now. Um, (laughs) Because... One of us doesn't have a job again. Uh, <laughs> please employ me, Canada. Um, and stay up to date. Our next episode, by looks of things, unless another Bond actor dies, uh, will be... What's it called? Zarda? Zardoz. 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 Um, Zardoz. Zardoz. Colin, let's watch Zardoz. Um, but this has been somewhat fun. Uh, in the meantime... My name is Ben, and I'm not a Connery, not yet a Brittany. <laughs> and my name is Colin. I'm from Wyoming. It's the first time I've tasted women, they're rather good. He's if I my friend sister's one out, he's he's just dead. And like a shark, he looks my hero. Trouble. Some men just don't like to be That's driven. No, some men just don't like to be taken for a ride. Mr. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. 
something pretty big. Every double-O man in Europe's been rushed in. And the Home Secretary, too. That's why he's probably lost a dog. You would like Bond then, because he tries to make love to your woman? Because he is Bond, and as an enemy of Spectre, should be killed. Yes, I thought I saw a Spectre at his shoulder. The Spectre of Defeat. Like a you swim like a man. So do you. Well, I've had quite a bit of practice. That gun looks more fitting for a woman. Do you know much about guns, Mr. Bond? No. I know a little about women. Code name? Thunderbolt. Course. Vargas does not drink, does not smoke, does not make love. What do you do, Vargas? Have some of my conch chowder. You've been reading the wrong books, Mr. Bond. About conch chowder? Being an aphrodisiac. Well, it just so happens that I like conch chowder. Oh. Take off your bonds, please. You never say that as if you meant it. Behave yourself, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I think he got the point. So, what sharp little eyes you've got. Wait till you get to my teeth. Well, hello, double <laughs> Sorry about that, Felix, but you're just about to say 007. There's a down number two, number ten, number five, number eleven, number seven. Tell him Paul is dead. Some patients call it the rag. I'm not surprised. Oh, get off. I'm glad I killed him. You're glad. See you later. Alligator. Come on!